0: everybody, and welcome to the first pilot test episode of the Anime Boomer podcast. So what we're doing here today is we're actually pre-recording this one. Hopefully in the future we'll be able to do actual live streams that you guys can watch and then catch it on the feed later. But like I said, this is a test episode, kind of a pilot, a, a sort of experiment, if you will, of the format and... The hosts as well. So everybody everybody's kind of familiar with all of us before, but just to kind of remind people who we are, I'll give a brief introduction. I'm Gator, you know, co host of one of the most notorious late night shows on YouTube. <laughs> and with me today is Spooky Weeb Trash. Oh. <laughs> you gonna say anything, <laughs> that, Spooky? You just say Aw. Uh
1: um, I I hate anime. That's why I'm I called my spells spooky weep trash and I'm on a gay anime podcast, so
0: Hello. Absolutely based. <laughs> We've also got another very notorious figure in the anime community. His Twitter account has started incredible shitstorms. Cody from Anime Outsiders. <laughs> uh, How
1: yeah, you doing, the, Cody? Anime shit poster, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: semi-retired now, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of miss the AO Twitter sometimes, but uh, I, have, I don't have the wherewithal to bring it back yet. I probably will one day. I'll probably get hey. bored one day. It's like, you know what? I mean, we need somewhere. Because the site, we haven't updated the site in a while just because no real reason. We just haven't had anything to put on there. Um, but eventually we'll probably need a, an announcement spring award again. So we'll probably bring it back. But then yeah, I, I just
0: remember the fight. I, like all of the like silly internet slap fights over the stuff you guys would post.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My crowning achievement is still the dating thread. I, I, I can't top that. Are you, are you familiar with the dating thread?
0: I don't Hi. actually think I've seen the dating thread.
2: Okay, I'm so, either. so frequently, the, most of the time, when I would, because the group of us at AO would often post to the Twitter for different reasons, I would usually do a lot of the shit stirring when I was bored at work at my day job. So one day I'm sitting in my car and, uh, at, on my break and I'm like, I'm, boor- I'm, I'm just bored, so I'm going to throw something out there like throw out a line and see if i get a bite so i did this whole thread on the ao twitter and it was because most people on anna twitter are fucking lonely and not
1: gay anime nerds i never (laughs) would assume that they're just a bunch of lonely people getting it wanting attention
2: yeah it's a lot of like um either like coomer posting or depression posting like it's just it alternates (laughs) between the two so I was like, well, was a lot, since y'all already all seem depressed and lonely, and you're, you're all like TFW, no GF all the time, uh, here's, some, here's some dating advice, right? Because I've gotten uh, women. I have one currently. Uh, this our staff fucks. <laughs> our staff, uh, most of our staff has some significant other or another, either married or dating. Uh, we at AO... Know how to socially interact. So let me give you some tips. And I specifically did it, not not again, not as a uh, not kind of flex, because I know people are hearing that and thinking, "Oh, you're flex." No, no, it was just to rile people up. So what we did was it was legitimate advice phrased in a way that was how do I put it, like confrontative, but not overly confrontative. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a kill stream dating advice thread it, but it was more like a uh, it, it was more like you didn't uh,
1: recommend what kind of pills to get where you just happen to pass out at parties
2: no, no it wasn't like like you fucking wussies or anything like that no um, it was a lot of um, it was specifically designed to call people out uh, so the, the big one because it was a bunch of bullet points like one do this do that um, but the, the, the one that really got the most people was, um I think it was like point four or 5, was autism is not an excuse. Women are going, like, something like, uh, if you have low sh- social skills, you can still develop those social skills that you're missing, which you're going to need because you're going to need that first impression. A woman isn't going to see that you're autistic and give you a handicap. Like, well, clearly he's autistic. I'll give him a chance. No, if you come at a woman stuttering and saying inappropriate things, they're going to be like, okay, bye.
1: He makes really nice puzzle pieces. Um, yeah, yeah. It makes my pussy wet. I will say. <laughs> he really, yeah, really
2: th- likes trains. <laughs> like, oh, you know, he's a
1: Minecraft YouTuber. Oh, <laughs> wait, hold. on.
2: You know how many facts about Scooby Doo? Oh, tell me more. You know, you're not gonna get that. I like Scooby Doo.
1: Like,
2: the idea was, yeah, that's technically true, <laughs> but you shouldn't say it. That kind of thing. That's what that, <laughs> that's what the dating advice thread was.
1: That's that's something that. You bring up your autistic, um, like something specific like that. You bring that up after after the fact they already that you're autistic and they also enjoy Scooby Doo and that's what you talk about. That's yeah,
0: a very yeah. specific
1: moment you bring up. You've in your got to life. control
0: <laughs> your power level before you're in the door. And once you're in the door and you've shut and you've locked it, you're just like, okay. So I'm really autistic and
2: yeah. See that basically it was that, but less fun and and jovial as you put it. Because that was the idea, right? And, and it worked. It worked so well. Uh, like, that day, it was blowing up. And, like, at work, I'm checking this thing, and the responses were the funniest fucking thing. You had your people that were, like, indignant or whatever, and that was, you know. But the best were the people that were, like, they were on a mission now. They were on a mission to, like, let the world know how awful we were or, um... Or they were just, the, 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 the nerd rage was primed and they were ready for a fight, you know, they were slinging it. But my favorite of that night was when Ian Miles Chong quote tweeted it and just called it <laughs> gross. <laughs>
1: right. That is
0: amazing. When you get the uh, full Chungus, you know yeah, got, that your threat oh, we,
1: we got Ian Miles
2: Chong who said it was gross. We got Ian Miles Chong to react to it like a Tumblr girl seeing a woman in pain on TV it was it was great but then but then the the dating thread set it had done its job it had got us some laughs we i shared the uh, the responses with the guys at AO it was a good time and then and and i responded to some of them to try to you know to try to poke because i learned early when the AO Twitter that if you find someone that seems a little unhinged poke them and just keep poking them <laughs> until they give you until they give you the best reaction like the
1: salt yeah it's
2: not even just the salt um quick tangent just for this story. It was like one of the first uh, times we ever messed with someone on the AO Twitter. It was like, the moment that told me this was fun and I should do this was uh, some guy got mad at some anime opinion we posted, and I just poked him. And I kept, he kept getting madder and madder, and I just kept snarking back. And eventually he said like, oh, "What was it? I'm trying to remember the exact phrasing, but I remember how the phrasing ended. And I'll tell you, and you'll see why. It was something like... Um, you know, if you act like that or whatever, you're gonna you're just gonna be uh, alone with in your in your parents' basement without any friends like I am. And I'm like, you could have just put a period like a couple words there. Why did you think <laughs> like <that? laughs> Why did you add like I am? Why would you ever add that? Why would you ever let anybody know that? You could have just thrown out the insult! That that was the best part, because that kept that kept going through my memory. You could have just said You'll like die alone, like live alone with no friends in your mother's basement. You could have just ended it there. Why did you? Wh- why? Why did you add like I am?
1: I guess why? he felt. I felt like probably felt like he was doing you a service. You know, he's like you're going to be alone like me. I'm giving you a warning not to be a miserable. <laughs> Listen, well, he was a loser. That, that <laughs> his, excuse me, like me.
2: That wasn't his tone. He was just angry. He was just angry. I, I feel like he just he just snapped. I, I guess maybe the whole thing was dredging. I don't know what it was, but I, dude, I was dead laughing. It was his it, three three little words. Gold, just, his eyes turned green. <laughs> like three little word, words just ended me that day. Um, but so the dating thread I sat dorm. It did its job. We had a good time with it, and then we go on you know, you and uh, do our do the thing, and then I started getting replies, responses from like. 40 year old moms and shit like what the hell and then i noticed they're all like these parents of autistic children that are like these virtue signaling parents of all like look how uh, my child is autistic and all
0: oh, they I have like the puzzle pieces parent. in their avatars and stuff like that
2: they didn't know they had a lot of um it was a lot of selfies because you know they're boomer parents on twitter so it's all of, like facebook Avatars, you it's know like I mean?
1: they're wearing the sunglasses in the in the in the front seat of the car. No, no, no
2: that's the that's the right way. I'm talking about like the family photo uh,
1: avatar. Like, okay, it's like a Facebook avatar. Okay, okay.
2: So they start popping up, and it's like the most dude. The, these are the worst people. I and wonder. They, they, see, they 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 stumbled upon the dating thread somehow because of the autism is not an excuse one line.
1: I have to wonder if maybe like they're if they just. Google or, like, me looking up on Twitter, like, autistic reactions or something. Or maybe, like, they had actual autistic children of theirs. But, like, Mommy, Mommy, fight this guy's battle for me. I, I, Or fight my battle for me against this guy. Please. Please, Mommy. Yeah.
2: That was one of the few times I got sincere on the Twitter. Because I said these people are scum. Because they're just... This is like a new Munchausen's type thing. They're parading their autistic children around for their own virtue. Like, God, look how my child is autistic and I'm okay with that. Why do you want to pat on the back for being okay with that?
1: You should already be okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> you should you love your child regardless.
2: Paper. Why do you want a fucking cookie for having an autistic child? What are you like, oh, you go through so much. First of all, no, you don't. Yes, you go through stuff, but you don't go through the shit like someone with Down syndrome or someone with like multiple sclerosis goes to. Your child has no social skills. That's it. If they're low functioning autism, maybe I'll give it to you. And even then, I still don't care. Like, shut the fuck up. You're awful. You're using your children for your own virtue. You're using your own children to prop yourself up and jack yourself off. Go to fucking hell. I hate all you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they just in droves. And then you had people who did have autism that made it their personality trait. We're getting on this. And it was just, I think I might have saved a, a folder somewhere on my computer of, like, all the uh, the profiles that came at us because it was the funniest goddamn thing. These were people <laughs> that were sharing way too much on their profiles. Uh, people that uh, were better. You know, sometimes you understand why people just use anime avatars because uh, the truth is better left unsaid.
0: <laughs>
2: um, I it was just, and, and I was fine making fun of them because these were awful, genuinely awful people. Mm. Uh. And, and that was, like, a year after the dating thread had been posted. A
1: year after?
2: Yeah. Uh, like, about a year. I don't think it was a full year. I think so,
0: like- someone must have posted the thread on, like, some boomer autism forum, and then the or boomers like just started-
1: Facebook or something?
2: Yeah,
0: or Facebook, and they just started flooding in to complain about it
2: must have been. I would assume that it might have been from Ian Miles Chong's uh, response where he called it gross because I think it was the same tweet with the autism is not an excuse line. A lot of it was just like you know, a lot of the dating advice there was stuff like shower, you know? or uh,
1: <laughs> What? Uh, no, I like w- being stinky for my uh, potential partners. They love it.
2: Yeah, or like, women are not scary. Just talk to them. That kind of thing. What? But it was that As a that woman,
1: line. I disagree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 it was just that line. Um... That was just that. It just, I should have just tweeted that by itself. In retrospect, I, I feel like I wasted my time with all the other tweets in the thread. But
1: That are just not scary. Each tweet <laughs> in that
2: thread could have been its
0: own thread and created <laughs> just as big of a shitstorm.
2: Because <laughs> that was the point, right? That's the a lot of AO the O Twitter was um, either telling people about cool anime. uh shitting on shitty anime just to you know i guess vent and then just I, a lot of times i'd be bored at work and the anime fandom is so easily riled up it's like a anime gold twitter mine. anime twitter is just oh my god there, so, i mean they're
1: the kind of people that say anime saved my life I don't oh know, no like, i'm
2: not even talking about that these are people right that after gamergate happened they felt oh, they got no. a taste they got a taste of feeling like they're cool right uh-huh. so cuz cuz what they do like they would post a smug anime girl at a journalist and the journalist would get all freaked out and mad so now mm-hmm. like they got, they got a little taste of like i'm 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 i've got the power now now it's me i'm the bully today mm-hmm. so it's this weird it, it created this weird monster that really only existed post gamergate of the of it was like the the it depressed but smug. Yeah, where, where they would they would hide their a, a a significant portion of anime Twitter does this, where they hide their depression under a veneer of smugness. You see this a lot, especially like Nagatoro avatars. Like they use the smug anime girl. Wyatt, <laughs> yeah. I love
1: Wyatt. <laughs> <though>. They use, <laughs> they oh, use Wyatt. the smug
2: anime girl as like a um, it's like a replacement for confidence, right?
1: Yeah, he confidence. has mentioned multiple times of how depressed he was. So I could <laughs> like see no that. No one No one can recognize
2: that. my clinical
0: depression if I have a smug anime girl.
1: You yeah. go off on the tangent about how like she said sus in the night. Uh, it's actually not it was never about the sus comment ever. It was about well, something I else. mean why it gets
2: passed cuz that that thread was a that 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 was, thread was, was right?
0: magnificent. That was an anime <laughs> outsiders
2: tier shit story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I i tip my hat to you sir uh but yeah so with when you have people like that it's just they're so easy to rile up especially like you know the 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 soy jack of like the the smug mask and he's crying on the inside that's yes. that's anna twitter and it's and it's so obvious like dude i know you're mad look at how big you're responding right if you really were smug even if you did respond it would be like Pithy, maybe witty. It something would not funny. be funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would
2: not be an attempt to deconstruct or dissect what we're saying or an attempt to put out this, this, um, like a dissertation on why we're wrong or like a, a f- veiled call to arms, like, uh, po- quote tweeting it, saying something like these people are whatever. Like, clearly you're mad. You're not going to fool anybody that you're in control of the situation. All I have to do to take control of your life from you is tweet that something I know you have a parasocial relationship with is garbage. If, yeah. if AO was still a thing today, all I would have to... It would be too easy now. Because all I would have to do, despite the fact that I enjoy VTubers, all I would have to do was shit on a VTuber. It's like it, it's even, it would be even less effort today.
1: Yeah, and the fucking VTuber community is so fucking stupid. Like they get into like fights with each other with the, the stupidest shit half the time. Well, it depends you know? on
2: the community because they're so splintered. I'd say like the worst ones probably VT, like that four chan board. That that shit's like. Oh yeah. Man, I, I, I worry for these VTuber chicks sometimes. I mean, these these guys get anywhere near, i that's gonna be a that's gonna be a news story. Is, <laughs>
1: did you, I saw like the craziest thing on Twitter the other day. It was someone donated to Gwarker. You know? Gura, the yeah. shark girl? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it was a dude who was fighting for his country, and he was outside of his country, and he was getting bombed, and he posted that in a super chat for, like, $10. He was like, I hope to see you again, Gwagur. Hopefully nothing bad happens to me. And it was real! The real thing someone posted.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, I like Gura. I get why she's big. Um, I think she earned it, but, like... Mm-hmm. Man, her fan base is fucked up.
1: <laughs> I mean, she just like just does wholesome like let's plays of uh, yeah. you know, don't make cry, and she's she's actually really funny, and she's actually pretty talented. She can sing and perform, and
2: somehow yeah, I, deal with
1: a lot of bullshit. <laughs> it's
2: it, it's the refreshing thing about VTubers is it's just nice to see people succeed that fucking deserve it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just nice to see, especially with streamers, especially with girl streamers. It's just like ugh, they're not they're not like oh look, I put the camera down my shirt. Oh, remember, like uh,
1: that? Nick, Nick, uh, what's yeah. her name? Nicolo, like, yeah, Nicolol,
2: or yeah, it's just like, oh, finally, people, entertainers on the internet are just trying to be goddamn entertainers. There's no strings attached, there's no grifting. It's just, hey, there, I want to give you, I-, I want you to have a good day through my streams. Like, Th- thank you, thank you. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a re- it's a relief. It's a refreshing experience, especially being just so cynical on the internet for so long. It's just Thank like, you, oh, anime finally.
1: girl. Finally.
0: They brought finally. back streaming to what it should be about. And that's just Having enjoying yourself. Time. And and yeah. getting to say Eekum Bokum. Eekum bulkum.
2: It's just and I think a lot of it is uh that anime avatar. I-, I talked about this on Nick Rikita's show actually when I was telling him about this stuff. Um the uh the anime avatar helps in a way I don't think a lot of people expect it cuz like man when I first heard about virtual YouTubers I thought it was going to be the cringiest most embarrassing shit on earth right
1: It's only like half it. the time is it cringy so <laughs> you're
2: good well, on that's that because, That's because of the English indie ones Yeah uh,
1: uh, yeah the thoughts
2: <laughs> yeah. That's what they are oh, yeah.
1: they're just a bunch of thoughts who clap chest so yeah. oops sorry
2: But uh like I I I think even looking back I didn't see this coming that that it forces you to be entertaining on the one hand because you can't do – if you're a female streamer, you can't do the shortcuts, right? You can't stream from your bedroom to make it feel intimate. You can't put the camera down your shirt. None of that. Uh, the, anim- the avatar can only capture so much. And as you're, if you're a guy streamer, you can't do stupid mugging or, like, uh, okay. like being over the top card. Like, I- I'm ninja playing Fortnite.
1: <laughs> Come Up- on! Appeal the little kids? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because the, the, the avatar can only capture so much, right? And you have to do it in character, because if you're not in character, you're not a V2. So you have to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and it lets a lot of uh, shy people come out of their shell, and they tend to, you know, be more active in that state. So they, they tend to, you know, the personality traits they have shine through a little more, so you get more of a personality to the personality. Uh So this kind of comes together to where you get more of a wellspring of entertainment. I think that's why they're taking off. I've watched VTubers now more than I watch anime because I'm guaranteed entertainment. If I watch like, if I watch Amelia Watson, right, just act like a fucking like little demon over Mm -hmm. some game, like like an entertaining female DSP. Like that's that's more fun. Than taking a gamble on some anime that's probably going to be written by uh, shut-ins that don't really have human interaction, so all the dialogue feels
1: (laughs) stilted and the the story is shit. Yeah, is is Amelia Watson the one that was like, "Hey fam, you want to listen to me crack my toes? Crack." crack." It
2: might have been her. She's the one. She (laughs) Watson. Watson's fucking great because she. First of all, she... Uh, she's just, like, her, a
1: little weirdo, right? And that's, yeah, like... Yes.
2: yes. Like, she is the uh, quintessential uh, internet personality. I don't mean internet... Per- I mean, her personality is very internet.
1: Like, um, it could not adapt any other place other than the like internet.
2: They, yeah, like, this is this is someone that, yeah, you believe that, you know, it's not... This isn't a girl gamer. This is a gamer. And she's probably i i i would bet money she has called people slurs outside of streams Um, (laughs) too wholesome um she's very like she's the everyone calls her the toxic gamer and that's what makes it so fucking entertaining like she's gonna play this game even if i don't care about this game like apex i don't give a shit about apex but she plays apex and i know she's gonna she's gonna start talking shit and she's gonna do something funny and I, so I know going into this, I could just put, play the stream while I draw or something. I will be entertained. That's, the, that's the, I, why I think VTubers, for me especially, just I, I don't really watch anime much anymore. Because like, I know if I watch this, I'll be entertained. I know for a fact, I, I will not regret pressing play. With a lot of anime, especially today, I don't have that guarantee. Unless it's a known thing like, like the new season of JoJo that's coming soon. Like, I know if I watch Jojo Part 6, I'll be entertained. Well, partly because I've read Jojo Part 6. But even if I haven't, I've seen enough Jojo to know, oh, is that new Jojo? Good times. Like, mm-hmm. the new season of Overlord got announced. I'm all for that. Is yes, that new Overlord? 100%. Hell yeah. Yeah. Because I know... Minds all gone. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. But, <clears throat> like, if I watch, I don't know, some show that's got some title like... Sitting on the streams of time or something. I don't know if that's going to be any good. Anime is so up in the air. Because, like, anime consists of the greatest television shows on Earth and the worst television shows the on Earth. Absolute well, the absolute The about
1: the anime problem, and I guess this is, like, across entertainment as a whole, is uh, it just gets really fucking repetitive. And it's like, when you see one... You see a lot of them, like, you know exactly the stereotypes you're going to go with, you know exactly how the story is going to end, you know exactly what's going to happen with these characters. You, it's that's the biggest problem with anime. It's very oftentimes, like, I guess you can why we see, even have a podcast like this is because you're so disenfranchised as anime boomers, like it's not entertaining anymore to us. It's not new.
0: Yeah. And oftentimes you can actually see what other anime inspired that anime, because a lot of times they'll just shamelessly rip something off from another work. And it's like, Oh, I know where they got this from. I know what their inspiration is. And oftentimes it leads to a predictable outcome.
2: Yeah. Not only that, but the industry and you, there's like, um, interviews with guys at studios and like directors and animators, or whatever, have talked about this. And there's been like a documentary by like some British tool that the guy was a douchebag, but the documentary is <laughs> good. I can't remember what it's called, but, um, it was basically talking about this, this situation in anime. Because of the low birth rates, they're having to appeal more and more to otaku to, to make wow. these shows worth the investment. So what it's leading to is you're getting less just entertainment in shows and more of shit like... That's why you're getting so many of these isekai of like this white bread protagonist that goes to some fantasy world where all the elves want to fuck him. It's it's all just wish fulfillment for shut-ins. That's what uh, so many of these shows are, or like voyeuristic shows about a group of girls, or it's these. It's it's just so much of it is, or like if it's in like an action show, it's like it's kind of like that th- problem with fate, where it's just numbers and stats everywhere, and made up terminology, and like things for your autistic brain to 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 take and categorize, and and you know absorb. <laughs> And I'm not, by the way, I'm not actually using autistic in the internet pejorative in that one. I'm literally saying, and like, it's literally and otaku, autism.
1: Yeah.
2: Motaku, yeah, otaku who is on the spectrum is going to like, oh yeah, is that data? I love data. And again, not knocking <laughs> that. Not knocking that. If you have autism, that's a thing. But that's what they're deliberately doing.
1: Yeah. So Fate's like one of the most autistic series out there from like what I understand.
2: Oh god, it is. It <laughs> it's it's basically there's two elements to fate. It's do you wanna fuck your history textbook? Hmm. And and the other thing, I always described it as this one clip. I don't know if anyone see the YouTube poop of this fresh prince, the, the popular one, the fesh Pints. But there's one <laughs> there's one little clip from it that I always use to describe fate. And it's just a zoom-in of Will Smith over and over. as He goes, numbers, 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 numbers! And numbers appear on the screen. That's <laughs> <laughs> fate. It's just numbers, numbers, numbers! And do you want to fuck your history textbook? Like, I mean, there's
1: really, a... There's fate, for everyone in fate, so... <laughs> if,
2: if you look up fate like the wiki, it doesn't feel like you're looking up the wiki of a story. It feels like you're looking up like a DD and d or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, so much of it is like... Background lore and stats and special abilities and alternate modes and alternate abilities. If they have this stat and what class they're in and how they change if they're in different classes, this doesn't feel like a story.
1: Today I feel like an
0: archer, but
2: now
1: it's. It's literally just like I mean, I mean, it's based off a visual novel, so it's like a visual video game. Well, you know? it's
2: vi- yeah, but it's visual novel. But it's it's not that kind of stuff. Isn't really stat based. It's it's like, well, like the visual I mean, novel like, like it's
1: it's based on video game roles, is what it seems like. More than just actual like story roles, is what I'm trying to explain. It's like it's, it seems it, like it's, it's more mess. towards video gamers than like okay, I'm here for you know a profound story about whatever. Uh, well, here's the thing, right? You something have something different that I haven't seen before.
2: Compare that to Overlord, right? Where yeah, where. Things from a video game becoming real is part of this plot. Mm-hmm. And Overlord feels less statty and video gamey than Fate.
1: Yeah, because and... it only has to be, like, slightly <laughs> involved with video games. It's more about the characters and how they interact with each other. Yeah. That's what a story should should fucking be. It shouldn't it... be about who can overpower who.
2: Yeah. Fate has some good ideas in it, but, like, it's bogged down by the, a lot of degeneracy, too. Like, I mean, there's a whole plot point of the rape worms... Like these little I mean, worms. I mean, yeah. in Japan,
1: so I'm not yeah, surprised that worms. there's rape, rape worms. <laughs> rape
2: worms that get used on like a nine-year-old girl. Yeah. It's, oh it's,
1: god. And like
2: that's the that's from the the series. would tell you, oh man, it's like the best fate. I think it's like fate. Hell was it? Fate. I don't remember. They, all, they get these goofy something. Subna- Either way, it's fate the one is, that
0: is- uh, keeps getting recommended to me. And then I looked that up and saw that I was like, no, why would why the fuck would I watch that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: but it's the it's one that people trade. always recommend to people. It's it's always yeah. that one, and they're like, "Oh, by yeah. the way, there's a scene that happens later on," and I'm like, wait, "Wait, wait, okay, you're stopping me to tell me that there's a scene." It's like, yeah, it has to do with these worms, but they never tell you the girl's age.
1: I mean, that's why, like, I don't really watch anime except maybe like one or two out of a season because that's the only ones that like maybe will impress me. It's just because like they're like it's so they're afraid to go different in their storytelling and i feel like maybe that's why manga has been getting more popular too it's because manga isn't afraid to go more i guess different than what people expect yeah because
2: because the anime studios you know you have the the overwork is being a thing too so like the, mm-hmm. they and japan has always been afraid of change and taking risks that's just a japanese thing risks are scary that's to that also an country.
1: autism thing too <laughs> <laughs> but
2: it's just japanese culture man these risks are scary so like they don't want to take risks with these anime they're more willing to take risks with manga because now manga has been it's like more synonymous with doing different things so it's like trying something new is the norm in manga but also
1: now like it's also like the most popular book kind of type series if you want to call it it's more popular than comics are nowadays too so it's very very profitable especially if you have like a cult-like status amongst manga people because i mean i just recently read chainsaw man and that fucking blew my mind with how great that was you know and uh... it was different it was beautiful like the like the characters are funny in it like they were it was so compelling and interesting to read
2: and that's that's sort of where most of the good anime now is coming from. It's adaptations of a manga most of the time or mm-hmm. a I mean, I not in a light novel. Those are usually trash. It's just we got it was a weird <laughs> it was a weird fluke with Overlord and Tanya where it's like these are it felt like they're two light novels that have come to save the day. Like I heard I heard this medium's trash here. Let me fix that.
1: Cuz it's um, mostly Coomer posting its way. Yeah, well novel. a lot of
2: I, think there's the whole, I could go into a whole thing with the light novel industry and how bad it is and how most of these authors are their fan fiction tier to the point where their editors have to finish the book for them because they they have one draft in them, right? And the editor will send it back. So, okay, fix this, fix this. And they don't. They can't. That was all it, they had.
1: It's why we'll never see the <laughs> end of Parahi Suzumiya, even though I love Parahi Suzumiya. That's <laughs> no. okay.
2: We... we we forgive your flaws, but
0: <laughs> I checked out after the Endless <laughs> Eight and never again.
1: It, it I, was only supposed to be like a few chapters in the Endless Eight just to like get the point across, but you know, not really not really stay there for too long. And then the anime was just like, "No, we're going to instead of maybe like making this a movie or like an OVA." We're just gonna make this a whole fucking season and really cuck the fucking viewers so
2: I can't remember when I told Nick about that I think it was on the last podcast I was on or not podcast stream mm-hmm. I was on with him I his reaction was hilarious because he took, he took a minute to process what that meant when I told mm-hmm. him how that went down of like eight episodes and like the production schedule and how long you put up with that and he like took a minute to, to you can see he takes a minute to process it and then it like genuinely pisses him off that someone did that, and it was great,
1: yeah, no, it was fucking stupid. Like I said, it could have been like an OVA or a movie or just a little something on the side, so it wouldn't distract from the maze season, but they were like, "No, nah, let's just squeeze it in there and really cuck the fucking anime fan base, you know.
0: What's yeah. so great about it and terrible is the fact that, you know, when you tell somebody that they had eight episodes where like the day kept repeating, they think in their minds, "Oh, so they were really fucking lazy. And they just like made the same episode with a couple of extra scenes each time. No, they had to redraw every single scene. It wasn't just like they just copied and pasted it. No. Yeah, every single their outfits episode. were different. Yes. It's,
1: like it had slight changes to it. So they had obviously had to fucking redraw it. So the animators
0: <laughs> had to redraw every single episode as if it was a completely new episode. The the voice actors and actresses had to record voice oh, yeah. lines as if it was a new episode. They didn't just reuse the lines. So even though each episode was almost entirely identical outside of a few changes here and there, everything was produced as if it was a completely new episode with an entirely different plot. But it wasn't. And I will never, ever be able to get... Kyonkun Denwa out of my brain. See, it I just, I just me. dipped,
2: I just dipped halfway through the first season, so I didn't have to deal with that shit because mm. I, I couldn't take that show.
0: I'm but, a completionist, but... and and it is one of my <laughs> greatest strengths and my worst weaknesses. Once I start something, no matter how terrible it is, I have to finish it.
2: See, I, 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 I thank God every day I'm not that type. I, I will very easily go nope, and then just end it. It's, it's. I, look i only have so much time it's not really life.
1: conscious for me i just kind of just get bored i'm like oh something more entertaining and i just do that instead yeah, <laughs> i'm like I, i'll pick this up later and then i don't
2: <laughs> and i think i think a problem too why i don't really get into a lot of animes because the uh back in the day right you you still had anime being made for otaku for nerds but when they made an anime for nerds right it was what would be cool would, impress
1: the fan base yeah
2: not even just impress. just is a bunch of nerds making shows for nerds and it's like, what would be cool right so you had like giant robots where the animation this gorgeous animation would spend all this time showing every goddamn servo and piston and gear in this robot mm-hmm. and like all of the shit being hit on the controls and and like a laser would fire and like the the burst of the beam coming out and then the firing and then that moment right before it hits and then the meticulously animated explosion like it was there was a love in there like you this just felt like there were people behind the scenes going this would be so fucking cool guys 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 This robot just comes out and it's like giant fucking laser gun the laser gun's even bigger than the giant robot and fires the goddamn laser and i mean this is like a laser boys like like you could almost hear the director going like to the to the people, like he's trying to describe this scene and how he wants it. like there was a clear love there. Now it feels like anime is fueled by depression. Like you have between the people being behind the scenes being overworked and that affecting the quality of it. to these shows feel like now they're being made as crutches for sad people, like, don't be sad, lonely man. here. here's <laughs> you can, here's a show where you could just pretend to be that boy. And look at all the girls he has. Did we well, not
1: learn anything from Evangelion? Quit <laughs> being sad, you pussy. <laughs> Just get in the and fucking get in robot. The robot. <laughs> it's, like, it's
2: like, I feel like nowadays I watch a lot of these anime, and as a, as a well-adjusted male with real-life friends and a girlfriend, I feel like a, an adult watching Noggin. Like, I'm, I'm, too, I'm past this. This is not for me. This is for, this is for people in like an, an earlier stage of life. I'm. I've grown past this. I've grown past. And I'm not. It's not that I've outgrown anime. It's that I'm. They're. Lo, they're trying to appeal to either thirteen-year-olds or lonely men. And I am older than that. And not that. So there's nothing for me anymore. Until the occasional Overlord or something like. Okay. Okay, guy. We. We. Here's something for the sad guys. Okay. Here's a story. Thank you. That's all I asked for was a goddamn story. Mm-hmm. And like. That it's frustrating because I remember ba- back in like the 2000s when it was like anime felt like a, a buffet, a sport. No well, no one even concept. knew what anime
1: was back in the day. They'd be like those Chinese cartoons. You know? Well,
2: even even like as it, during the anime boom of the two thousands, right? It was like a smorgasbord of concepts and ideas and stories. What worlds will I go to today? Take me there, anime. Do, mm-hmm. What's some crazy shit? Well, here's a here's a movie about a a robot bed with an old man strapped on it that goes berserk. A, a berserk old man bed goes on a <laughs> rampage. It's called Rojin Z. Hell yeah, tell me about the Berserk Old Man. That's a, I've never heard of anything like that in my life. Let's go. And like that, that's, even when anime was being uh, more cookie cutter, like the Mecha shit, there, it, was still, it still felt like they wanted to do something. They wanted to tell a story. They, this was like a, they wanted to make an entertainment product as opposed to some kind of either emotional crutch or something just so laser focused on a demographic. Because now it just feels Boy. like they're trying to hit demographics
1: even back in the day, mechas used to be like, I mean, they're mostly, well, they used to be mostly just political, right? Because they used to be like, okay, cool fucking robots, but we here we have complex characters fighting wars for, you know, countries or whatever philosophies they have, and they ne- might not even be emotionally prepared for that, right? Yeah. It, you know, you can have the child-like state be like, oh, cool fucking robot, and then you have the more mature, like, mindset of like, okay, I'm watching like a war, a war anime, this is essentially what I'm watching, and then, uh, a lot of Gundam, yeah. And hey, then, hey, uh, we- yeah, and, like, a lot of it's just, like, you know, oh, cool anime robots, but also look at, the, like, the lowly waifus mostly, too. and then, Yeah,
2: well, and that's it, another thing. You didn't really it, have a lot of this lowly shit back in the day. That kind of blew up and became a problem. Because you know, thing, Japan is the land of the demographic. They will market to a demographic that, like, other parts of the world think, like, man, you don't market to them. Japan's like, but they have money. That's why they have used panty <laughs> vending machines. <laughs> like, hey, pervert, and you know what? I don't even, I don't even blame them. I'm not even saying like Japan. You so no, it's kind of brilliant because like, hey, perverts have money. Like, I mean, yeah.
1: sociopaths do have money, so like, that?
2: hey, he, he, who, who, who spends? It's like, um, it's like Japan. Japan sort of realized what a lot of uh, Western Rule Thirty Four artists realize with furries, right? These motherfuckers got money coming out the ass. Just and they're just terrible terrible about managing it yeah but like they realize that and at some point they realize wait you can just draw the little girl so it's not it's not cp it's not bad technically but it appeals to the pedophiles pedophiles have money huh like they found the loophole they found the legal loophole it's like the it's like the the business owner they're like hey i can if i put my finances in in this country i don't have to pay taxes you know it's it's that thing it's like hmm if i just draw the girl but then show her ass it's not illegal but they still like it hmm and then they realize that and that's when the lowly option hit every goddamn anime and now that's something we have to live with (laughs) <laughs> and we have it's to it's deal something.
0: with the spürgs that are obsessed with that shit and will defend it to the death
2: yes good god yes and like it, it, I, i'm 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 in such agreement with what you said you, you took the wind out of my sails <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I don't really because... <laughs> care about the lowly thing but i mean like my whole thing um you know controversial but brave i think it's a drawing and if you have to censor drawings that's that's a whole other discussion right there and you can be questionable about, about it and then you could say something like that's fucking gross and degenerate digibroke it's not something really to be proud of yeah. um but like, it, i don't think it's that as much yeah. deal but like i don't think it's that big of a deal but when i made a tweet about it asking do people really care that much about this it blew up and I wasn't expecting it to. And it's people like, I think what Nicholas Diorio said was like, I think people in discord groups, are really just obsessed over lowly. And they just like, just want an excuse to attack people. that say anything about it or praise people, which is very strange. I, I will say.
2: Well, here's the thing. I've, you know, AO, we at AO have been some of the most anti-lowly people. That's one of the things that we would often get some reactions on Twitter over. Yeah. Uh, but I've said before, my stance is simple, and I think it's the stance to go with. I think if you're a little too much or too lenient on this stance, then I'm, you know, I, I, I would recommend you rethink. Uh, it shouldn't be censored. It shouldn't be illegal. It is a drawing. You shouldn't be arrested for having it. But you should
1: be judged for having it. No, absolutely. I, that's yeah. kind of my, been my sentiment the whole fucking time is like, oh, you like pre pre looking girls? Oh, it's kind of. Well it's even like with Shoda too. No one ever brings up Shoda, which I'm very fucking strange about. Well, it's because a lot
2: concept. of it a lot of it is straight Shoda. Straight Shoda is also weird, but less weird. And It's less weird because they don't want to fuck the kid. They want to be the kid.
1: I don't so know, that, man. That's still pretty kind of weird to me, bro. It's weird. <laughs> that's a, that's not weird. It's very weird. It's very weird.
2: It's very weird. It's very fucking weird. Oh, which but we're
1: focusing on the mommy milkers instead of the child. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like, okay.
2: But it's like, it, it's, in, in the grand scheme of things, between like age play and wanting to fuck a kid, age play is clearly the lesser of two evils here. And that's what, unless you know a girl that's into straight Shoda, then that's a red flag. <laughs>
1: I, don't but, know. I I, I but, find it kinda of like they're both kinda of weird, but I people never bring up Shoda because they're like, oh, but they're straight shoda. I'm like, oh but still like I don't if know. If it's
2: just shoda, yeah, that's as bad as Loli like Khan. It's the, the the one avenue where it's like it's slightly less weird. It like it's brought down from a ten to a nine is straight shoda, because okay, you don't wanna you don't you don't wanna you don't wanna bang the child, you wanna be the child. That's weird, but you don't wanna bang the child.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so a lot that, of it is the, um,
0: th- it's the Fujoshis, and the Fujoshis are the ones that fight the Lolicon dudes, so
1: you know, normally do. they don't. I don't get it. Like, you guys want to see 15-year-old boys crest each other nipples and suck each other sticks, so it's like, yeah. you guys are not, like, any better. Well,
0: it's like Noralities, right? Noralities did that whole video about this very topic, but then she gets found to have, like, My Hero Academia slash fiction in her Tumblr profile.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the Fujoshis it's, do with this, this
2: fujoshis, shit I think a lot of the Fujoshis though, what they gravitate toward is less young than the, the lowly guys. Because you're the lowly guys, right? And the shit they're into. And those girls look eight, seven, six. The Fujoshis
1: They're obsessed gravitate- with people that could pass as adults. That's their whole thing. Well they're like this technically sixteen and it's like, okay, she's got big titties and she's like got birthing hits. Sorry. Um my unga bunga yeah. brain goes off. Sorry, I don't see her for her age. It's a drawing.
2: That's the thing, too. I think some of that is projecting, like, uh, self-hate for that.
1: Like, 100%. Like, it's like, I see attractive femoid, and I feel nothing but rage. And then they're like, oh, but I'm a lesbian, bisexual, whatever. And it's like, why, why don't you understand where a male's perspective then would be like, okay, attractive femoid. I like seeing attractive femoid. But yeah. no, it's like they they hate the male what males are sexually attracted to specifically, and it's very strange to me as a bi- bisexual person. I don't know. I bring that up whenever it's necessary. Um, but I, I it's think very it's something different weird to me.
2: I think this is di- I'm I'm referring to something different when I say like the um the, that one chick right that got caught with all the My Hero Academia stuff. Norality. I think that's yeah, that's like some kind of deep down like they know that that that, that um sort of, uh, I don't know what you call, catcher, or, or, you know, the, oh, but they're technically this age. And there's, like, a self-loathing there that they then project onto other people.
1: It's very high school.
2: It's like they're trying to fight themselves, but they, they, it's, 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 they can't fight themselves because of the ego protecting themselves. So they fight themselves... By way of other people,
1: well, it's because... like they don't. It's like you can't even make fun of them for like their well, the cartoon, for I say they can't say shit about the cartoon's body type because they're like, okay, well, actual women can possibly look like that, so we're gonna say, well, it's technically a cartoon, and you're attracted to a cartoon that's technically sixteen could pass as eighteen, nineteen if it wanted to, you know, doesn't fucking matter. Um, so I'm gonna project my insecurities onto this cartoonist of an actual woman. Yeah. well it's like how we, we we're
0: talking about we were talking about the line between when anime all anime characters were basically drawn as adults like no matter their age as long as they were over as long as they were a teenager they were drawn to look like an adult and then we crossed that rubicon where it became every single anime character is drawn as a lowly, regardless of their age like like th- there was like some there was some like fucking gap where that one guy just came up with this idea to just draw characters looking like kids and then it just fucking took off.
2: Yeah. It's it's you, you can't really uh you can't really close that door once it's open and now we just have to deal with that. At least you have um some more self-aware media that plays with that a little more. Like the the two light like, novels I mentioned, you have Tanya which is not it's an adult male in a little girl's body, which when I heard about that, I thought the show was gonna be the most degenerate thing in the world until I heard the well, like why that's the case. <laughs> and that it's not a sexual thing at all. It is literally a punishment from God and an attempt to put this guy through hell so that he will believe in God. Like it is, is treated
1: very red pill, I will say.
2: <laughs> it is treated as such through the whole show. It never winks about to the point where in the anime, the author of the books had Tanya's design change specifically because he didn't want people to waifu her or lowly waifu her because that is not the point of the show. You're supposed to see, like, this is fucking, like, almost scary. Like, this is a sociopathic male in the body of a cherubic little girl that does awful, awful things Mm -hmm. because she's in a pissing contest with God, and in this universe, God is a petty asshole. There's no. It's not supposed to be any lowly fan service there. There's no lowly appeal at all. To the point where calling Tanya lowly makes you fucked up, like because that the, the whole that 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 plays with that whole like oh the lowly is really this years old whatever. Or you have something like Overlord, where each of the the um, the Nazarick NPCs are supposed to be representative of the kind of nerd that made them. While they are oblivious to the tropes that they are, because now they're real. So each character, like, you can see the person in them. So Shaltier is specifically like this is a degenerate. Like, it it, it specifically points out that the the player that made Shaltier is a degenerate. And she's like emblematic of the degenerate kind of character someone like that would make. Young and petite stuffs her bra. Yeah, sex-obsessed, um, weirdly kinky, the whole, the, the whole um, side chapter of that one manga about Rape Master Shaltier. Uh, like that, Which was omitted, manga, the, of course, the, the, from yeah, the anime. The, uh, well, no, wasn't that a, like an alternate ending? Oh, well, maybe it was an alternate ending. I, yeah, I think it was an alternate ending to the, um, the one with the adventurers, where instead of killing, uh, what was her name, the, the wizard girl in that group, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly because yeah. they just yeah, instead instead actually killing... the
0: last the last uh, anime series actually handled that uh, that arc.
2: Yeah. And uh, instead of killing her, Shaltier kept her as a sex slave and like uh. adopted the title Rape Master Shaltier and stuff like Because like that Shaltier is made by a degenerate and has all of her creator's degeneracy in her. So th- we have a story here that is rather than doing this to to appeal to this. It is playing on the existence of this for the purpose of telling a story and, and making a character. So you you do have something like that that comes around, but a lot of the time you get something like Dance in the Vampire Bund, where it's like, if you watch this show, you should probably not live near a school.
1: I don't yeah. even know what that is, but I'm gonna assume it's some lowly shit.
2: Oh, it's one of the worst
1: Dance oh in my God! The I'm not. Ty-
2: I'm not typing that into Google. Dancing the Vampire Bund. Uh, let me try to give the most succinct and 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 YouTube friendly description I could possibly give. It's supposed to be this political thriller about vampires living with humans and like them desire to create a vampire country, or whatever. But see, the leader of the vampires is a is a queen that takes the form of a. Uh, a oh, year old I, girl! I,
1: I, oh, I see. Oh, oh no! No, no uh. the
2: in-universe excuse is that uh, she does it so because if she is an adult, she will have to be married off and or whatever. But if she takes the form of a child, she won't. Uh, but there's like, dude, the sexual. But they want to fuck her, day.
1: right? That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> if you
2: ever, if you ever want to feel like you belong on the list, watch the anime opening. Um, there's also a scene. <laughs> There's also a scene where they have to check her to make sure, because they give her periodic checks to make sure she's still a virgin, uh. and they show the device she'll be strapped to for the check, and uh, that's, that's not even the worst of the shit that's in that, that manga. That
1: sounds a lot like kink shit, I will say.
2: Oh my god, it is. Uh, <laughs> again, if you ever want to feel like you belong on a list, watch the anime opening. You don't even have to watch the anime. Just the opening. Just find it on YouTube.
1: So what you're they, saying uh, is, this is obviously not very pro-Lowly podcast, but if someone was really into Lowly, you could listen to this podcast for recommendations for <laughs> Degeneracy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh,
2: now now you made me feel like I'm trying to warn people, but now you're making me think maybe I should stop.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, Coomers are gonna coom, so we'll find something. I don't know, man.
0: You yeah, can't stop the fucking Coomers. They'll they'll find their degenerate <laughs> shit somehow.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't
2: matter. I, can I just say though? I am this this whole wave of like Coomer not not the people, but people being like this term being used and and being being aware of this. And I'm so fucking happy because for the earliest days of AO, it felt like us versus the world on this fucking porn addiction that ex- and this degeneracy that exists in the fucking fandom. And just seeing that now... Fu- it felt like if you, if you said anything negative about internet pornography or being addicted to it, you were some kind of prude. And finally now that people are going, hey, this is actually fucked up and these people are weird. God damn, does it warm my heart. Like, oh my God, fucking finally. We, it, what, we, weren't, we weren't taking crazy pills. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like, it's like uh, stepping out and finding out... like, uh, the, like you're living in this horrible life, and you find out, like, you walk outside the dome, and, like, oh, it was all fake. The world's actually beautiful. Oh, thank I, God.
1: Like that one film? Um, fuck, what's his name? Uh... In the Truman Show? The Truman Show, yes. The <laughs> Anime Truman Show, is what you're saying. <laughs> like,
2: oh, God, yeah, it wasn't just us. Everybody else realizes it, too. Thank God. The world's not crazy.
1: <laughs>
2: it's like, oh, yeah, but porn addiction's kind of real. These people are fucking psychos, and, uh, this is just kind of messed up. Because, I mean, we realized a little too late. I mean, we have to be real here. We've talked about sort of how... Anime has, I guess, gone down the shitter in a lot of ways. The fandom kind of has too, because it's just something we're going to have to admit. Sort of like you know, you got the alcoholic has to admit they have a problem. The anime has become furries too. It, it's just the in other... a lot
1: of ways, yeah. But also, like furries are still kind of like their own form of autism too. Or well, yeah, he... like it's very specific too to them.
2: I see. I say this as someone I have been following um, internet lolcowdom i guess since i was like a teenager like back in the 2000s the earliest days of the internet like i was fucking there i have seen all of these fucking groups rot come along and and go through this evolution i remember the early days of the furries Uh, they were they were my favorite fucking uh they were my favorite soap opera basically as a teenager every day i hop on the internet. What were these people up to? Are there any news from the furries? Even if they didn't do something new, did something new come out that happened a while ago? That some new about?
0: drama, yeah. some beef, some crazy yeah. shit. Somebody yeah. drew something crazy, crazily degenerate, and everyone yes. He must have been now.
1: aesthetic whenever uh, Frederick Red did that down the rabbit hole in furries, then.
2: Oh, um, I was a little disappointed, because he skipped over so much good shit. He didn't uh, even bring up the, the quote-unquote hostage situation he didn't bring up the Minerva Mink wedding. Those are two of my favorite stories.
1: Minerva, Mink, I remember that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those
2: are two of my favorite stories, and he didn't bring those up. I'm like, oh, especially the hot. You would have thought, if we're talking about like the the fucked up nature of the fandom, right? Or or the the darker. Day. At least the the the. Uh, it's weird to call it a hostage situation. It's kind of what it was, but it was the most autistic kind of hostage situation. Basically, for those who don't know, um, a couple guys from Something Awful made their way into a furry convention. To sort of be like a David Attenborough, like, here, they are. here are the furries, here's what they're doing, we're gonna go back <laughs> to the SA forums and tell everybody what we saw. And I guess one of them decided to be a, an idiot, and drew the Something Awful logo on a piece of paper that said, we're watching, and leave it in the bathroom. <laughs> and they got, they got uh, spotted, or figured out, or I don't remember, I don't know, they, even they didn't give that information on how they got figured out. But then uh, they're in their car, getting ready to leave, and a, a fucking cadre of furries like not even in fursuits just just imagine right you're in your car you're ready to leave a convention you're like you're like in the uh parking lot kind of by the back door and all yeah. of a sudden pouring out of this back door is just every nerd stereotype that has ever existed in the 90s just pours like a faucet out of this back door and surrounds your car they give them a form they they tell them they know who what they did and they make them sign a form. They won't let them leave. They basically hold these people hostage. Oh, they're sitting on their car. They're surrounding the car. Can I just imagine leave. the smell? Yeah, they won't let them leave until they sign a fucking document saying that they won't make fun of them on the internet.
1: What the fuck? Yeah. That's just asking for someone to make fun of you on the internet. <laughs> yeah. It, it might be a little
2: hard. It might be a little hard to find. I think you have to use like archive, like Wayback Machine links. But it was on, I think, Crush Shift Destroy. I uh, had, the, had the wrote about that. I think on Crush Shift Destroy uh, wrote about that. If you want to read up on it, it's very funny. Uh, so there's like stuff like that. So I've seen that. I saw the rise of the Bronies, and then how they basically like grew from the cancer of the furry fandom. And for a while, the furries were all right because all their worst ones became Bronies. But then they went right back to being furries when My Little Pony ended. Um, so it's like I've seen this rise and fall and, and the, the, the cycles and everything and then I s- realized one day and it's something that I talk about a lot because I feel like we need, to, uh, we need to recognize this the anime fandom has gone through the same shit they've even adopted stuff the furries would do like con orgies
1: con yeah, orgies no. were a furry con thing my, uh, my buddy Necro13 you may know who he is you know, I, I know him yeah. he, uh, he uh, has a he has like folder well not like a huge folder but he showed me like photos because he took pictures of people like just fucking relentlessly without with you know with no apology at fucking anime cons like he's got one where a bitch is on her knees in the bathroom like people with their fucking windows open and like it was inside of a hotel that was you know like sometimes hotels they'll have um i don't know the right like they'll be in a circle and you can see yeah. another hotel like across the room from yours mm-hmm. you know what i'm trying to say yeah,, uh, but either way, their blinds were open, just like, and they were just fucking like' <laughs> just straight up. So like I mean, yeah, that degeneracy definitely happens unapologetically, yeah, that, anime was a, cons.
2: that was a furry thing at furry cons, it was the con orgy, and then the anime cons started doing it. You know, you even have the um the cutesy name for sex, cutesy name for sexual stuff. You know, they can't name things. They have to give it a fandom a nickname, you know uh, is, if it is it a lowly or shota, or is it a cub, you know that kind of thing. They they have to make their own names. They you know, the the important presence of porn within the community and and the you know, even the artist alley has to have the eighteen plus section and, and the, the inability to remove the adult uh, material from the presence of cons and fandom and stuff like that. Like you you look at all these anime fans and the reverence for hentai. And you ask yourself, how are you any fucking better than the furries? And you can't even say, well, we don't fuck dogs. Because you know what? Right? To an extent, you're right. I say, right. I say... There I, are a yeah, lot I, of I chicks I that
0: really, really, really are into Inuyasha, so...
2: Yeah, well, here's the thing. I said, if, if, uh, if the fandoms are like... It's, it's like a, a role-playing character sheet of degeneracy. And like, how many points did you put in this? Uh, the anime fandom, instead of, they put less points into bestiality and more points into kids. Because, like, even the even the furries, like, man, those, those cub art people are, uh. Ugh. Meanwhile, you have the anime fandom, like, did you look, look, lowly is not pedophilia, okay? Do not do not ban me from my lowly post, like, that kind of thing. And, uh, it's not even completely without the dog fucking, because, uh,. Do you remember the Subverse thing with uh, Tim Poole? I do, yeah. I, they, yeah. That, Tim Poole named his, his what, website what
0: Subverse, and there was apparently a porn game called Subverse, and the two were beefing with each other over the name. Do yeah.
2: you, you, <laughs> ma- you know who makes the porn game? I do no. not know. It's a group called Studio Fow, F-O-W, I think. Uh, what Studio Fow is most known for and why they have a big following. Because you remember when, when this Tomb Pool thing happened, you had a whole bunch of weebs and 4chaners that came to to the game's defense and right. to defense the studio fowl. What they've been most known for is they make I think as a source filmmaker or blender, bestiality porn. Oh yeah. Like girls oh. getting banged by dogs. So that that's and again, this the the, the Coomer shit and the the prevalence of it. And just, there's so many behavioral things. And then there's one thing, you know what? In this respect, the anime fandom is way worse than the furries. The anime fandom has a worrying number of murderers and death cults.
1: That is true, actually. <laughs> you Mr. make a very anime. compelling argument.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, again, this is what, something we have to recognize. And we can choose to either fix it. Or just well, I guess we can't talk shit to the furries. At least no one named Mister Furry murdered his parents because his parents <laughs> made him clean his fucking <laughs> room, <laughs> or whatever it was. Like there are not was one. There's also the worshiping
0: but- of like Nevada Tan and the the chick that stabbed that one guy because she
2: loved him too much or whatever. That was like s- the ooh, picture ooh, of mommy her smoking. Stabbed me. Yeah, and then there's a uh, not one but two death cults in Japan that use anime for recruiting and, and integrate anime. Into their one of them being the infamous Om Shinrikyo.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you familiar is that the with Om one that Shinrikyo? Dangula did a movie or a video? Um, he, on? he might have.
2: I, I'm not familiar with all of Dankeul's videos, but uh, that's Om the Shinrikyo crazy cult the one. that made the uh, the crazy animes like uh, like Garzi's Wing, right? Oh uh, no, Garzy's Wing was not. That was by the guy that made Gundam. Um, <laughs> okay. No. Is he
1: in a cult, or is he just no, did no, it no. because money?
2: Garzy's Wing was just he tried to do something new, and it was a abject failure. Uh, no, I forget the name of it. We actually have a review on the AO website of one of the uh, movies by this called. You're thinking of Happy Science. Happy Science oh, yeah, is yeah, a breakoff. Of happy, science. happy Science is a breakoff from Om Shinrikyo. It's made by a former, um, I, don't know, I don't know what position he had in Om Shinrikyo, but he went, left Om Shinrikyo. When Om Shinrikyo was being destroyed by the Japanese police, uh, he left and formed his own group, Happy Science, which is like Om Shinrikyo without the murder. Uh, Because for those who don't know, Om Shinrikyo was responsible for the biggest like it's Japan's 9/11 basically Mm -hmm. the biggest terrorist attack. And then they found out this cult had infiltrated all levels of the Japanese government and law enforcement. Like there were politicians and 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 people high up and like the police and shit that were members of Om Shinrikyo. Like it was some it was like something out of an anime, and they would often use anime in their recruitment and brainwashing. They would even take like pre-existing shows, I think like Gundam or something, and would uh, replace like narration. Of, in the show with like narration from like I think the cult's leader or a high member or something like that. And it would like try to use these shows to tie like Gundam or the Gundam's the only one I know, but I know there were other shows uh, to, to recruit people and like say, like, Gundam teaches us this and that this is a universal truth because Om Shinrikyo, you know, brainwashing shit. Uh, and then Happy Science just goes and makes their own anime about their, their teachings and worldview and beliefs and shit. And then you have the otaku murderers in Japan, including the, like, more, more than one otaku that has uh, abducted young girls and raped and murdered them. So, what I'm saying is, anime fans both here and abroad have a murder problem we should <laughs> probably address. bring of
1: uh, up the murder question of anime. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah uh, um, we kind of got a bit of an issue here. And, like, there's that... Uh, um, what was it? Cold Steel Cruise was a big weeb. Uh, so, Glass Houses. I'm not. I I'm not defending the furries. I love making fun of the furries. Uh, but I, 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 if I'm gonna make fun of the furries, I'd like to make fun of the furries from a position of.
1: Also making fun of anime too.
2: Yeah, that and um, like, if you, if you don't address this. Anytime you try to make fun of the furries and you're into anime, you're always they're always gonna be able to just clap at, yeah, well, you're a weeb.
1: Well they like well they say that like they'll the, the, the weebs and the, the furries are just doomed to hate each other for the rest is, of our lives, right? Which is so funny it's,
2: because they come from the same groups in the old uh, the old convention days. Yeah, it's the they, no, people.
1: it's true. Like a furry is like one of the first people that introduced anime to like the West. Yeah.
2: They're essentially sibling fandoms, which is funny that they went down the same road. Mm. Uh, but I think, honestly, too, looking back on it, I think it just, I kind of realized from following this shit as long as I have, fandoms are all the fucking same. I think furries was just the first to become this weird, so they became the most known for it. Well, they kind of splintered is off like,
0: from the, like, comic book sci-fi fandom, which is really where a lot of these tropes originated from. Yeah. They were just, like, the more degenerate sci-fi fans went into, like, the furry shit
1: Well, here's became the thing, their own
0: it wouldn't sub-community.
2: Even... It wasn't even that. Actually, it's kind of crazy to think about this. If you look back, a lot of the a lot of the furries shit can be traced back to one man. Uh, yeah. a guy named Mark Merlino was a big figure. He's brought up in the Down the Rabbit Hole video, but it doesn't really go into kind of the issues with this guy. Well oh, the
0: guy that basically built his own like furry sex cult or what? Compound? Whatever.
2: Well, he basically yeah, he was like the guy in charge of the earliest furry cons and shit. And like the earliest furry, they were called mucks. And if you watch the downright whole video, it explains what a muck is. Uh, he was the guy. He, this guy basically ran the furry fandom in the old days. And I remember when I used to follow the furry fandom back in the old days and, and what, what their goings on was, this guy's name was always popping up. Mark Merlino. And this dude essentially shaped the furry fandom and what it is today. Uh, Even back like when it was the conventions were first starting and he would advertise not, you'd you'd think, right? You're, you're doing like a a convention for anthropomorphic art, like a type of cartooning, a type of comic. So you would advertise on cartoon board, like, like, uh, not really board. I didn't think they had boards back then. It was like IRC chats and shit like that. IRC chats, Usenet. Yeah so like cartoon places or or comic places you know what i mean no nah, nah, that ain't what mark Marino did he advertised on alternative lifestyle places <laughs> like
1: oh god
2: yeah so like hey uh he, now nah, he, he just started like the gay the gay usenet group and is that, that
1: why the, so many furries are gay
2: probably yeah and then, like, he would go to the gay list, like, and then the bisexual, and then, the, like, the, the uh, alternative fetishes. Like, the, the what's the 4chan board for that? Like, Slash something? I forget what it's for. But the equivalent of that. Uh, I forget what the 4chan letter is for that, for the, like, the weird board. But the equivalent hey. of that back, I don't know, not that B, but like, B is D. just bull.
1: D as in dog, D.
2: Oh, oh D, yeah. Uh, might be. I can't remember the letter. But like, it was the, the, the equivalent of that back in the day.
1: Uh, and that's, that's where
2: he advertised. And it's brought up, if you watch the down rabbit hole video, it's brought up in passing in that letter that one guy says when he's yelling at Merlino for like the, what happened at the Scoon furry convention. And like, yeah, I get that even in the earliest days of the furry fandom, like the adult stuff was a thing, but it was more like bawdy humor. It was like Fritz the cat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fritz the cat's kind of furry, but you know what, I mean? Fritz the cat's not really f- Furries just got adopted by the first. It's not furry may, you know what I mean?
1: It's not meant to be like a furry cum thing. It's more supposed to represent like general college students and what they were feeling during back in the day of the sixties. It's
2: it's body sexual humor with anthropomorphic characters. Because it was like
1: supposed to be funny, more of a comedy than like a coomer thing. Well you can also get away with a lot more with the
0: anthropomorphic characters versus like depicting real people because of the standards of the time.
2: Exactly. So it's it, the early sexuality of the furry fandom was more like along with that because it was a lot of old just cartoonists and people that are just into cartoons and stuff and, and comics. And it was Merlino as he grew the fandom that started reaching out to essentially either people in adult, alternative lifestyles or society's rejects to build the fandom. And a re- the reason a lot of the furry fandom is hyper left-wing is actually tied to a lot of the same reason that a lot of the anime fandom has so much of a right-wing presence, and it's more of a self-preservation of their porn, because they're they're adopting the—and I'm not saying like, there's no such thing as a real right-wing weep, no, but you see a lot of this, where they adopt the position opposite of their censors. They adopt this position as self-preservation for their media and their porn. Because in the early days of the furry fandom, what was it? It was the religious right that was like, we have to censor the internet. And we have to censor, you know, and and even as the censorious left was growing, this religious right was still such a presence. That even when Bill Clinton was signing bills like this, it was still just so much just viewed as a Republican thing. So the furries adopted left-wing politics as as a self preservation mechanism for their degeneracy, for lack of a better word, and it happened a lot with the the anime fandom as the social justice left came in, the censorious left came in. And, you know, the, with Gamergate sort of making the nerd culture aware of that with the Anita Sarkeesian's and everything, and then that spilling over to what what anime is dealing with now with like the dub and sub scene and like the the Crunchyroll and Funimation type stuff. So it's like adopting the the political opposite of your censors so like that's sort of why we're at where we're at today with all these leftist degenerate furries Ah. is you had a lot of it's not all him but a lot of it is because Mark Merlino did that back in the day and it's interesting because the anime fandom didn't have that one guy and that like the hand of one guy doing all that and it ended up in like almost the same like virtually the same place as the furry fandom did. And that's always fascinated the shit out of me, as someone that's followed fandoms and, and weird fandoms and weird internet shit for, like, even, not even my entire adult life, like, in my teenage years.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, like, just watching that that happened the way it did with two completely different, aside from coming from the same early groups, uh, having two completely different origin stories and ending up in the same place. It's like... It's, it's kind of like almost like uh, it's it's JoJo. It's like what Araki sort of uh, explored with part seven, where he took Jonathan and Dio and like the new universe versions of them and put them in different places and like how much of them would be different and how much would be the same. How much is nature? How much is nurture? Yeah. And it's like they ended up as different people, but in the end, Jonathan was still the good guy, Dio was still the bad guy. They were just different about it. And yeah, it's had
0: a different path to get to the same exact
2: destination. Yes, and it's interesting that the furries and the weebs did that, because as much as we hate each other, we're essentially siblings. That's kind of why I, 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 I got over my bullshit and just went ahead and made Cloud Scratcher. Because I sort of had that revelation, it's like, ain't, ain't, ain't nobody any better than the other ones, just make the damn comic. <laughs> just draw
0: well, the, Just was... draw
1: the
2: damn comic, Cody.
1: I wasn't yeah. expecting a little history lesson, but I feel like that's probably a good way to start off this podcast as a history lesson. <laughs> I mean to just to explain where we're all coming from as like twenty mid twenty plus year old weeps So just like have watched our fandom kinda just eat each other. And like there's still a lot of good things about the anime fandom, you know. Yeah. Obviously we still like anime and we like going to conventions and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think just, just
2: I think you gotta kinda recognize what's going on. Like you can't, you can't sweep under the rug. You can't pretend it to exist. You gotta, you gotta acknowledge. Like if you're an alcoholic, you gotta acknowledge you have a problem, and mm-hmm. then it's it's up to you to decide whether you're not going to fix that. Like if it were me, if it were up to me, I don't even think I would get rid of the presence of adult stuff. Um,
1: not like you I could if you wanted yeah, to,
2: but I wouldn't <laughs> like a full sense or anything. But I would at least in, maybe encourage the fandom to kind of look at where you're going, because like I'm gonna tell you right now, as a guy that I grew up see I grew up a a loner as a kid and then I sort of had that it's like a whole I'm not gonna get a whole long backstory but I had a it's sort an of anime epiphany one day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got an epiphany one day and then just got over my shit, started being more sociable, started standing up from stopped being a fucking shut in that just watched nerd shit and and my life completely changed. I went from like the loner getting picked on every day to the most popular kid at school, or one of the most popular kids at school, like, fucking that. And it, it really did teach me, and it's one kind of why I'm fr- frustrated with a lot of the fandom, because it taught me that a lot of this shit, when I see these people miserable on Twitter and depressed all the time, so much of it is your own making. So much of the problem with the fandom is the fandom's own making. And you all could, if you just, like...
1: Touched grass.
2: Yeah, just so you can grasp, or like try talking to people, right? Like you're using this shit as a crutch. The, this problem that the the medium faces is is like a it's like a almost like a serpent eating its own tail because it's a problem that the fans face that create a problem with the industry that create a problem with the fans Where like you're using these crutches, these shows that are like oh, put yourself in the milk toast protagonist's place where he's getting all these bitches. You like you won't you're too afraid to go talk to a woman so you put yourself in this world because the 2D women are safe the women can't hurt you there's even all these memes of like the worst she can say is no with the bus crashing
1: and then and then she says ew <laughs> <laughs> like, don't
2: give her that's the thing you could just not give her a reason to say ew right well, if also, you could ju- just imp- uh, work on yourself improve yourself you won't be amazed at Just how much things change for you. And instead of just using these crutch shows that are fucking this medium up because the rest of us just want to watch a goddamn TV show. And we got to wade through your emotional baggage to get there.
1: Well, it's also like women can smell desperation from a mile away. Women prefer it if we weren't like sexually attracted to you, right? We prefer if you act like you don't need us because that shows that you're fucking mature and you've got your shit together where you don't need a desperately need a, a crumb of woman's attention. You don't need like the, you're not in desperate need for like love and affection to where you're like having your life fall apart. Does that make any sense? You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? Like, yeah, the like, most, I, I, the I,
0: most I, important thing for a guy talking to a woman is to talk about like the things that you do, the things that you're interested in without coming across as like, Oh my god, oh my god, she's so attractive. Oh my god.
1: Like it
0: it's just like really, really simple things. Just talking about I, it's like, oh yeah, I have this, you know, I have this hobby. I like to, you know, like collect this or that. Like, and make sure, like, not to be like, oh yeah, I, I like to collect anime figurines. You know, just say, oh, yeah, Hey, I like come to on, collect. Them yeah <laughs> you, get jar, you get a jar and you, you put the anime figure in there no like you, you cleverly like word it in certain ways so it's not as weird
1: i feel like women do like some like some of the same shit too where they're like i expect men to come up to me and talk to me and i'm like have you tried talking to men that you think are cute Ooh, woo. And they're like no why would i yeah. do that i mean yeah, it's like a the two-way robots, street yeah 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 well it's i feel like i mean I, I i don't think the anime boomer podcast is a good podcast to get into like why you know i the thought of dating nowadays would be fucking <laughs> awful um <laughs> but it, it's also like i don't know i've never been like that if i was interested in someone i just grew up and start talking to him. and if i thought he was like a nine out of ten ten out of ten cutie it's like i don't know i'm yeah. not that it's like rejection sucks it can sting the ego a bit from time to time but then you like You move on to someone else, because there's other cuter people to talk to. You need to have your ego
0: stung, because you need to learn, like, it's okay, it's okay. You know, you have your wings clipped a little bit. It's okay to get rejected,
1: uwu. Something you should have been taught when you were a fucking child. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Well, I think, too, a lot of the problem is, because a lot of these people are so lonely, and they see an option, especially if they find a girl that, like, shares their hobbies, they put so much... And I can only speak to the guy's perspective. I can't speak to the women's perspective, but they put so much stock in this woman, right? She's got to be the one. She, they're, they're already fa- fantasizing a future where they're married. So if this rejection happens, all the plans are ruined. Everything falls apart. So that increases the fear, increases the nervousness, makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people realize. See, for one thing, the the two D greater than three D. No, it's not. It, 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 as much as you want to use cartoon girls it's as a crutch. A lark. It's a yeah, harp. um, you're you're. It's never gonna be the same, no matter what in in inventive new sex toys and and girlfriend pillows oh, whatever God. Japan invents. Uh, it's never the gonna be the same. Self fucking daki Yeah, it's you know putting your daki in the dryer to make it warm is never going to be a substitute for an actual human body. Well, uh, I
1: mean, you brought up like the the degeneracy at cons too. You guys saw the infamous photo of like our video from. At AX two years ago of some dude just dry humping a plastic figure in yeah. the middle in front of like a whole crowd of people unapologetically, right? Yeah. And it's like I guess it was funny at the time, but like they specifically make that different demigra- like that t- t- they they <laughs> paid a lot of money to bring that and advertise to fucking weebs for a reason, you know?
2: Yeah, it's it's and that's the frustrating thing. Like, I there's no really um wait. Right. Are furries can...
1: bigger sex havers than weebs? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) God God. damn it!
2: I could say that with confidence because I remember following the early days of the furry fandom, and you'd hear so many stories of like sex parties, uh, people hooking up. Um, There was like there were issues with like people hooking up, and then it turned out the person they hooked up with was underage. And but like hookups, you would constantly hear about hookups. You would constantly hear about these sex parties. Um, It was just and. yeah, you don't really hear about that from the anime fandom. you don't hear about these hookups you hear about the con orgies but a lot of this is like the con orgy feels like this is all like almost a quid pro quo deal between lonely people you know what i mean like i can't get any you can't get any we can't get any so let's get some from each other mm-hmm. no one like, cared that's... who they were till they put on the mask yeah <laughs> like <laughs> that's kind of what the con orgy is um i've i've always said part of me once would it's one of those things like you want to see it but you know you shouldn't it's like a, it's like a forbidden lovecraftian knowledge like i part of me like the the gawking at the internet part wants to see what goes on in a con orgy but then the common sense to me is like you know what goes on in a con orgy and you know you don't want to see that you know you don't want to see a mass of sad people grinding.
0: yeah but you're curious yeah like a train like, like you th- want to watch the train wreck because you're curious what would happen.
2: Yeah, I, it's like the way this, the internet's kind of ruined me. Um, like, I'll hear like.
1: The internet awful... ruined a whole generation. It weeps.
2: Yeah. Like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're like. You'll hear some awful story. And, and my first thought a lot of time is, is there like a live leak video? Is there a video of it? Like, no, no, don't watch that video. You know <laughs> what happened. There's a description of what happened. Do you want to see that? It's like there's like a, It's like there's a forbidden knowledge that like. Yeah, but like I want, I want all the knowledge, you know. I want all the information. I want to be morbid curiosity. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, uh, th- like that you kind mean? Of there's thing a guy. There there's a
0: video of a guy getting sucked into a uh, like a machine. You know, I I yeah. really shouldn't watch this because it's gonna be horrible. But I really yeah. want to see what happens.
2: Yeah, that's how I knew the Zeus Adis thing was fucked up. Is the only time I never thought that. It's the only time that the videos didn't work. I'm like, thank God. I don't even want to see. Yeah, a
1: no. Uh, God's <laughs> awful. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but like that's the the, the I think it's just the fandom needs it it needs help, and I don't think the frustrating thing I don't think it wants help. It's like watching a, a drug addict that you're like, I want to I want to get you like put you in rehab and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and he'll just no, nah, he's just gonna you you put him through rehab, first days out, he's gonna go right back and just start so- smoking that crack.
1: So what you're saying is it's, it's not turning the trash because there's more normies, re. It's turning into trash because Coomers are afraid to go out and touch grout and get a crumb of, a crumb of pussy. That's what yep. you're saying.
2: Because this is the thing. The normies aren't the problem, right? The, you think about the normies being the problem. You think about like, oh, the, the, we got to gatekeep more. And yeah, this exists to an extent. But you got to remember the, the, that 2000s anime boom and mm-hmm. how many normies started watching anime from that. Did we have this problem then? No, we did not. No. No. So clearly, and most it's normies, an-
1: well, most normies that watch anime, like they casually do it because it's on Netflix or something like too. So uh, most of the time, they just mind their own business and watch anime, and then talk yeah. to you about it because they can smell the weeb off of you. Um, exactly. So-
2: exactly. Like you have, like that when Bill Burr watched One Punch Man. That's normies watching anime.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: that's uh, normies watching anime is not the problem. The problem uh, w- with the political thing, the problem is more of an interior thing, like people that got their claws in positions of power. And then bought into the cult.
1: And then Uh, shit on, you know, anime profile pics on Twitter just to piss them off. And they're adding, sus, you acting sus, senpai. Yeah.
2: You know. Uh, Yeah, it's, that's a whole nother Uh, issue, a whole nother discussion. And that's, that's the frustrating thing, too, because, like, see, I generally prefer watching dubs. And I prefer watching dubs because I would rather watch something in my own language. And a lot of people say, like, subs is like you're getting the real creator's experience but you're not because when these directors and animators did all this shit they did not do this shit with the intention of your focus being on the bottom of the screen the entire time so i would a rather have something in my own language and b be able to focus on the image at all times like fully focus on the image at all times and there was a period where dubs were great it was a magical time
1: Mm. in
2: like the 2000s early 2010s where, like, dubbing became a serious practice. They started hiring actual actors, uh, they put effort into the localization. People that care, sort of are coming into anime late, and this is sort kind of later paradigm may be just amazed to think that like there was a time when Funimation was a sign of quality.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's why it was a big deal whenever One Piece got signed off to like Funimation to get redubbed. People were like, Oh shit! Oh yeah, man! Yeah. This is gonna be like more a- true to form than what the original yes. dub was supposed to be. Because everybody had was-
0: horrible memories of the Four Kids dub and all the shit they did to it. So once One Piece got I- signed with Foony, they were like, Oh my god, we're actually gonna get a true-to-life One Piece adaptation.
1: I-, I will say, I will say, I think the Four Kids redub of, you know, the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! Actually, made it way funnier. So that is my controversial, but brave. No, no, you're right.
0: You're one hundred percent right. And I will (laughs) fight anybody that says otherwise.
2: (laughs) But it's it's frustrating because, like, man, I used to shill for Funimation. I used to shill because there was a time. There was a time when, like, man, that was that was the company you wanted to get your favorite show because what they would do with their localization back then is they would, yeah, they would take a lot of script liberties in service of the show. Because what they would essentially do was they broke down the barrier of like this being from another country. It, the The Funimation dub scripts used to feel like the natural script. It feels like this is what the characters would say. It didn't feel like it was translated from another language. Even their it- advertisement didn't feel like it was made for anime fans, felt like it was made for everybody. It just it, it took these shows and it like distilled them to like why you would watch them. Cause before anime ads would like just show clips of the show that look cool, maybe like a mu- a song from the show and a couple audio things and like the logo, right? Funimation ads felt like it's actually selling you the show. Like Funimation was making anime They
1: said shit and damn and their <laughs> fucking anime. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like like Funimation made anime feel less alien for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. They used to be incredible. And watching what they are now drives me up a fucking wall. Because, like, it used to be that people would get mad at them for the liberties they took with the script. But they were taking good liberties. So it was like, shut up, nerd. Like, yeah, he didn't originally say that. Yeah, but what they changed it to fits in character, fits with the situation, makes it feel natural in English. It was a good idea to change that line.
0: now, Like, the infamous gunsmith cats line
2: about the atf yeah vaguely yeah and and even like like stuff like i mean fun, it wasn't a funimation dub like cyber city uedo 808 why would you ever watch that in japanese why unless you're a gigantic weeb you would never watch that in japanese and yeah and they
1: stocking's pretty good in english too uh, you don't I, think so
2: i hate that fucking show
1: oh i see uh,
2: uh, but I, <laughs> I, I see <laughs> I, I see that the English dub tried to make something out of it. That was like the the latter days of Funimation's golden era. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I just still hated the fucking show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Cyberstated Uedo wasn't Funimation, but it was a good example of like, yeah, they fucked with the script, but they made it better. Because these are like three criminals in like a gritty cyberpunk setting. So they put all this fucking cussing in it. These, to a ridiculous degree, but it made it so great. It added so much character and personality to the show. And then the 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 UK version redid the soundtrack because the soundtrack was a lot of generic Japanese synth and had a Japanese J-pop opening. The soundtrack for the UK version changed it to like this cool these cool rock tracks and made the opening this amazing rock instrumental. To where the version to watch is not the original Japanese. Fuck that shit. You want to watch the English dub with the European soundtrack. That shit is the shit. That show is amazing. And it's like that's what we used to get when it would change the script. That's what we used to get when uh when you see your localization. And that's why when people bang on about localization back in the day like, eh, they changed." It's like, "Shut up, nerd. This is great." Well, everybody oh, brings up uh, ghost stories
0: too. Oh yeah. yeah. That's probably the like, the, the most well-known example of, you know what? This script sucks. We're going to throw it out and just do whatever the heck we want.
2: Yeah. They did that with a... I mean, it wasn't because this script sucks, but they did that with a Samurai Pizza Cats because they just didn't have the... They didn't have the script. The they didn't...
0: On. Yeah, exactly. And We're Samurai just Pizza given Cats, the footage and that's it. Samurai Pizza Cats, <laughs> I believe, was like the first anime that I really remember watching as a kid.
2: Yes. It was one of the first for me. Yeah, it was... Uh, and, and that show is so revered, even J- Japan recognizes it. And like, whenever that show comes up, they re- come, bring it up as Samurai Pizza Cats. Like, it's, you can ch- make changes and localizations and improve the product. Fun, and you know what especially, it kind of pisses me off, Funimation still does that. So they're capable of doing their job, they just don't. Because when a... See, I feel fortunate that they they don't fuck with the shows I like. Those are the shows that Funimation still like is old Funimation on, but it's but I'm not gonna go like we'll stop whining to the people whose shows are being fucked with. You know what I mean? Like, you know they they did a good job with Tanya, so I you know you guys complaining about Dragon Mage should shut up. Like, no, they mm-hmm. shouldn't have done it with Dragon Maid, but it's especially frustrating because they'll show that they can do it. They can still do their job. They just—they just, they just refuse
1: to because they want to piss off, you know, the gamers. They want to piss off the anime gamers. I don't think it's they what... want to
2: piss anybody off. They want to—they want their good boy points. They want their tendies. Like, look, look, I, I, put, I put inclusion in the anime tub. Give me head pets. Give me head yeah. pets. I'm a good boy. I,
1: I've been doing a lot of research onto like Gamergate because I, I may or may not be writing a story about someone who uh, got involved. It's a certain, certain Quinlan person. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. My kind of conclusion from Gamergate is just like that's pretty much all of media now is like they're going to add cringe shit. Like they'll have like a good product, right? Initially, you yeah. know, a fun product. But they're going to hire people on either they went to like inclusive like colleges or they're going to have people like Anita Sarkeesian on. These people that are going to be like problem checking to see if there's anything like offensive and they're going to be like, you should add this to be inclusive you should add like a hashtag girl boss line that, and we all can think of a line off the top of our heads i'm sure where we're like oh it's cringe and then we just kept watching the rest of the fucking movie or the anime and this yeah that's what they're doing is they're adding little bits and pieces here into like what it what would be normally a good product to make you go oh, it's fucking cringe and then just move on and i feel like that's like one of the biggest things that came from game brigade is just people adding cringe stuff to act like they're better than everyone else.
2: Well, man, I could get into a whole thing, but, like, that's, that's, a, that's a subject for another show, because, you know, it's, we, we've been talking for a <laughs> while. I don't know how much longer we'll be talking, but uh-huh. there's, like, a whole thing. Like the, basically, the, the left-wing political thing is just, good. like, anybody ascribing to those politics is just inflamed now. Like, it's a cult now that it wasn't before. You know, Steve Bloom was not boomer, lefty boomer posting every day. Now that's all he does on Twitter.
1: Like, you can't ever be good enough for these people, too. I mean, look at, like, insert political figure here, or whatever, internet contrarian, whatever. They've all been attacked by their own at some point, and then they cope and seethe about it whenever they get caught, or they boo-hoo, cry, and bitch, and then they eventually get uncanceled, whatever. And it's just, it's inevitably going to happen to every single one of these people. Like, it happened to Lindsay Ellis, because she compared, like, something that was inspired by Asian thing to another thing that was inspired by agent thing and it somehow made her races fucking stupid
2: yeah i mean it goes like i said a little beyond that because it's a lot of this just it's it's the new religion because you think of the church ladies right from back in like the 60s 70s whatever because
1: they're well, all they a bunch d- of non-religious people that's why well, <laughs> they don't well, have they, god
2: it's just a new religion. So what they do, even the ones that do have a religion, so to speak, they just adopt this new one. So it's like the, the church ladies, you know, they would talk about, oh, well, how much did you give to the church? Well, mm-hmm. I gave this much. And uh, at the church potluck, I made this and I did all this stuff for the church. Oh, you are know? have
1: and, seen Susan. She is looking like a hussy by showing a little bit more of her ankles this time. No, oh, my God. That. I heard so-and-so was cheating on her husband. Oh, oh my it's God. Not,
2: it's not that. It's the, um, it's the, what are you doing for the church? You know? Oh, I do. Oh, you do that? Well, my son's a pastor. You know, like that. That I'm doing more for the cause that rules us, so I have more. It's like a, the, it, people without power wanting a little bit more and a little bit more, or people with like that do have quote unquote power, like enjoying it and wanting a little bit more, and like they appeal they appeal to that great ideology that rules over them, like an unseen they basically uh they kiss up to an unseen king mm-hmm. so that they can gain more status. And that's what a lot of this is. So they like they'll put in that stupid line in that skating show, like about my like non-binary uh, bros, something like that, or um, oh yeah, they, my they non-binary. They throw that in there.
1: Goes, yeah,
2: they throw that in there, so they can go to all their little friends that also believe in the cause, and like, look what I did. Look what I did. I did that. You know, we we look what we're doing at this company for inclusion.
0: I took so this like, cross-dressing character and I made them explicitly trans.
2: Yeah, it's like I'm doing my part. And you know, what? it's it's the Starship <laughs> Troopers bit. I'm doing my part. <laughs> yeah, it's the Starship Troopers bit. They all want to go. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. So like the the Funimation writer turning from like just typing in you know non-binary hose like I'm doing my part. You know that's what Ugh. it is. That's every time you see this, it's some. Some low testosterone man with a weak beard, no hair, and poor <laughs> eyesight turning to the camera, going, I'm doing my part.
1: I'm doing my part. <laughs>
2: that's what it is. So God. that's, and we, it's, fr- it's frustrating because this did not exist back in the day. And <laughs> that's a lo- where a lot of this shit. It's part of where this localization problem started, was the political shit. Because. You can argue, like, some of the jokes they would write into comedies, right? But the, the point was still, this is a comedy put in a joke. Because that's that's, what that's tone. What are jokes if
1: they're meant to be offensive? That's just offensive and hurts my feelings, Cody. You should yeah. cater to me specifically. Or be like one of those really awful comedians, female comedians, are just like, oh, my God, my... Pussy stinks. No one likes me. And you should respect me and my pronouns. Yeah,
2: I, the, the 2016 election was the death of entertainment in the West. That's when yeah. it died. That's, that's, you could trace that moment. Because that was when the, the movement had to double down. And there was a lot of reasons for that that, that we could get into that I'm not going to. But that was the re- moment where the people that had this belief system... That's when it grew, like, the fucking, you know, the, the brainwashed sleeper cell agent. You say the code word, and it activates them to go kill somebody. MKUltra. Act- <laughs> yeah, that was the fucking MKUltra activation moment was the 2016 election. And all of the fucking, like, all these people that have been, that have been, uh, I don't want to say brainwashed, just because I don't want to be a fucking, like, fuck the libs, you know, and that shit. But the people that have been indoctrinated into this belief system had that that activation, and now they are all doubling down. And that's when all the politics had to get thrown into, into medium. Like, we could go back to Gamergate. And yeah, that was, that was sort of the, 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 the snowball being rolled down the top of Everest. It's like when the first little, little snowball was like, let it, it go. It was the
1: first, what happened was, it was the first rejection. The, full, the first, like, as a whole, rejection against, like, this fucking neoliberalism, if I could speak, neoliberalism. Liber,
0: liberalism. You know neoliberalism. Liber-
1: Liberalism. Yeah. yeah, so it was even like I was watching like old fucking gym videos, too, where it's like you even had like older feminists being like, yeah, this stuff, social justice warrior stuff, this is fucking stupid. And the Gamergate was like the first public rejection of that. And it didn't even matter that fucking Zoe Quinn fucked five men. Like, that doesn't matter. What mattered was is people were getting attacked for merely fucking sitting here, bro. Bro, I'm just sitting here playing my video games. And I happened to be white and straight. And people were feeling like they were getting fucking attacked every single goddamn day. And, you know, you used to go on places like IGN and, like, a Kotaku to go, like, okay, I'm gonna, like, look up video game reviews. But you can't anymore because of the bullshit. And people were like, okay, we're gonna reject your bullshit publicly. <clears throat> and it was just, like, it was just years of getting attacked over, like, just sitting here, bro. And I feel like that's the first, like... You know, semblance of that was just GamerGate, and now you have like all this bullshit being attached to every single goddamn piece of media, to where it's forced and it's cringe, and it, you, like, they can't even make their own product. Like yeah. that's the thing; these people are so like uncreative, and everything's problematic. They have to find creative people, and I've talked to creative people that work in these kind of industries. They aren't pull; they they don't believe half this shit that gets spouted to them. So they like, they have. You know, creative people. They hire them on. They create a decent product, but then they have people like Anita Sarkeesian that problem check, and they say you need to add this or this isn't good enough. And they talk to these producers and exec, just to make sure that they don't get fucking canceled and ate alive by the fucking mob machine. So Gamergate was the first, you know, realization of that. I feel like.
2: Yeah, it, it, I think that was that was the um, the foreshadowing to what uh, would eventually happen with the 2016 election. And that's because if you, you look back into like when anime dubs started to become shit and yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear the nerds that say they're always shit, touch grass.
1: No, uh, no, 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 there's plenty of good dubs. Like look at full metal Alchemist, one of the most popular animes ever. Like yeah. it had a fantastic dub.
2: Yeah. And uh, you, you look at when, when the dubs started going to shit and when Funimation started like sort of the fall and that was around that time. Was the I think the twenty from like twenty fifteen basically was the year that it ended. Um, the, the, the 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 halcyon days of Eng, of Western nerd media sort of ended. Rip
1: and pepperoni.
2: Yeah, and that from there on, I don't know how much longer it's going to last, but I feel like it is going to end, and it's going to end sooner than we think. Well, because like you you look at the anime dub problem, right? Uh-huh. All it takes is one company that doesn't do it. That's all it takes. One company that, that gets any kind of presence that, that like adapts a show and just adapts it, and they, they'll, they'll maybe do the Funimation thing where they take some script liberties, and it's like good ones, and that, that's going to go viral. Like a line is going to get viral. Like, look what they made this character say. Oh, that line is so good. And like, that it's, that's all it's going to take, is one well, person doing that.
1: This is what my conspiracy theory, this is what I predict for the future, right? I think with all this Nazi shit, all everything the right is fucking terrible, you're all a bunch of racists. Twenty years from now, we're gonna look at this as like, oh, this was like the pre satanic panic. This was like the twenty mid twenty ten satanic panic. Because yeah. I mean we look back at the satanic panic back in the nineties, people were like legit terrified of Goths and potential Satanists because you know you had fucking, you know, Norwegian people burning churches. Um, Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons,
0: sa- Satan's well, not, game. Well,
1: they all had their own reasons for doing things but you know they were all like weird creepy looking people and they were like oh well it's these goss and satanists that are doing it you know and of course you know there's problematic people like no matter where you fucking look it's just that now nazis or whatever are the ones that are, are the current year satanists and then 20 years from now when we're all super fucking old we're gonna be like remember when everyone I disagreed with was a nazi you remember that i remember yeah Yeah,
2: it's it it is going to end. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. I think people get so caught up in the fight, and I I don't even know if we call it black pill, but like I guess kind of black pill. But they get so caught up in the fight that they think like, oh, the America's over or something like that. Yeah, no, no. Um, We're already kind of seeing the the waves of change now. I mean, I'm not going to get into politics. This ain't the place for it.
1: it that's just how it works, though, right? It's like right. you'll have like more left leaning politics and more right leaning to go against the re- left leaning, and then the right, the left goes against the right. Because it's a generational it just, it shift. Sways.
2: Yeah, yeah I think I think it's I think it's also kind of tr- again. I'm not going to get into it. That's a discussion for another time. But I think that we're in a sort of a transformative time right now, and for a, in, in a good way. It's, it's it's sort of like you know you're in the 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 five act structure, and we're in the part now where the villain seems to be winning, but we all know where this goes uh you're thinking about the oh, yeah. uh the strauss how generational
0: theory about how generations go and and turnings and we're technically in the fourth turning when it's the transition between yeah. the end of the old cycle the start of the new
1: yeah basically i um, i'm looking for the Evangelian cycle where everything just goes to shit and everything just turns into a big trippy 60s uh <laughs> you know metaphor for god and all that kind of shit so and, depression, and being a stupid coomer
2: he doesn't thing about Evangelion, it's a weird metaphor for the industry today. Because if you look at Evangelion, it started fine. It started like a normal show. With just like a, a like using biblical like uh like a coat of paint on like to make as a stylish coat of paint on the, the giant cyborg monsters fighting
1: angels. Mm-hmm. It's what made it stood stu- 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 and out and out from the crowd. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but, but
2: but then what happens to Evangelion? It gets railroaded by the director's own personal bullshit. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. So Evangelion, it's a microcosm for what the anime industry as a whole is now going through. We are now stuck in the part where Shinji sits on a magic metaphor train by himself saying that he is himself and the self is composed of another self and inside you there are two wolves. That's where we're at. <laughs> and they're both gay and yiffing. Yeah. Like, that. that's... <laughs> I love, by the way, Evangelion, that's a real line. Not, not the two wolves thing, but they really <laughs> did the Inside You There Are Two Wolves, and they did it for drama. Uh, I think it was, it's the one where he gets pulled into like, the shadow of an angel, and he goes into metaphor mindland, and it's the funniest shit in the world. And it's not supposed to be, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really what we're dealing with now.
1: Mm-hmm. The,
0: the entire industry the, the has pers- been pulled into the shadow of Hideaki Anno's insanity.
1: Yes. Well, like I mean, he made Evangelion to piss off anime fans to begin with. So. Not
2: really. He was kind of. It was a lot of it. Early on, was um, sort of deconstructions and based on like some very classic old uh, Japanese media that inspired him and then he got depressed and he started taking out his personal thing onto the characters and script what he made to piss people off was end of Evangelion because when Evangelion the series ended people hated the ending so much that their fucking studio got vandalized like I thought thought was
1: due to budget restraints was why it was kind of shit at the end. Well, here. yeah,
2: that was part of it, but the people. I'm not the end. When I, I mean, the movie called End of Evangelion. Oh, okay. Uh, so when the series ended, like, I mean, they got death threats, they got bomb threats, they got the the studio studios vandalized. People went apeshit. So End of Evangelion was like, oh yeah, you want you want a better? Here's your ending, motherfucker, and that's why it ends the way it does.
1: Him just Choking out Ashka <laughs> on, on the
2: beach. End of Evangelion is Hideaki message to everyone that vandalized Gynax's offices, and that's is that. So that's the part where it's made to piss everybody off. But most there's so of, many
1: different ways to interpret Evangelion too, in that kind of sphere, because people like to talk about the true meaning of Evangelion and how pretentious it is, and they're like, no, it's not actually pretentious. It's like a Interesting talking point, we could probably get more into like in the podcast.
2: I mean, Anno himself has made statements on this, and, and a lot of it was not meant to be seen as much as it is, but it's mainly like I think, like maybe halfway through the show, it just becomes his blog. Um, <laughs> my, blo- my Tumblr, <laughs> yeah, he just starts my
1: sad boy posting Tumblr.
2: It's like the evolution of a, of a goofy webcomic from the 2000s. How it'll start out, maybe like Gag a Day or have some kind of idea. And then, and then it, it goes off the rails as. And then it the starts awesome. about
1: abortion.
2: <laughs> also, just starts putting like maybe his interests or his feelings or whatever into the comic. And then it's like, you look at the first couple issues, it's like, oh, it's about a, a group of friends and two guys in a sitting dorm. on
0: a couch. And then, you know, by like 10 years down the road, they're, you know, entering hell because they have to fight God. No, yeah. I'm
1: talking about more of, like, the Lost thing, where he made a fucking comic about his, his girlfriend having, like, no losing abortion. their baby. Yeah. Yeah. Good old yeah, Tim I, Buckley. But that, <laughs> that's,
2: Tim what Buckley. With, that's what happened with, with Control Delete, though. There was guys on the couch, and then it became all this drama shit, and it ends with, like, a timeline reset because of a ro- the robots take over the world. And he maybe watched as so he strangled her is. right in front of me, you know? That's, that's what Evangelion was. Evangelion was the... Anime equivalent of a 2000s webcomic. And that's why it's so inexplicably popular. Because so were those 2000s webcomics. Look how. Look at the following Mega Tokyo had for the longest time.
0: I was about to bring up Mega Tokyo, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, that's. That, that's Evangelion. He's that's literally was. me. <laughs> that's what it was. And that's, that's, that's one of the things that's kind of frustrating just. I miss, even Gellion was just, again, such a microcosm for all this bullshit we're dealing with. Even, like, the story being written, being driven by depression. It's, like, so much anime now. And it's, like, I yeah. just, man, I just, I miss imagination. I miss concepts and story. I miss, or like. Or,
1: like, if you're going to make it, like, a depressing anime, like, make it different. So <laughs> no, like, just make it about a Coomer main character who like fucks his life up you know well,
2: they, say, they, they did that with Overlord and Tanya they took Over, Overlord is a combination of two of the worst genres to come out of Japan and is one of the best things to come out in Japan in years
1: I will say I really enjoyed Me 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 when it first came out I fucking I fuck with Me 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 <laughs> but then it's like that's what so many anime is about nowadays it's just like a Coomer boyfriend that you know, neglects his everything, and then he wants to kill himself. So, I mean, Mimi was really different for at the time, but it was also like trying to talk about otaku culture and how fucking degenerate it was too back in yeah. the day. Yeah, that was like, like twenty twelve, I believe, too.
2: But like, that's kind of where the really good anime you get these days. I mentioned this earlier. It's it's manga because like you see like anime original or light novel based, and it's it's what you said. It's recycling so much. Or like I said before, it's like cr- uh, emotional crutches. And then, like, you'll see something like... Cra- like, compare if Chainsaw Man came out. Because I don't know if they're g- going to make an anime that. I haven't heard anything, but maybe... They are going to make an anime yeah. of, of Chainsaw Man. But, like, you, it, let's, let's take Chainsaw Man on its own, right? With, mm-hmm. with the premise that it has. And here's the thing. I, myself, I'm not into Chainsaw Man, but it's one of those things where... Like, I just have personal issues with it, but I recognize why people can like it. It's not one of those things like, how do people like this? It's shit. Like, no, Mm -hmm. I get why people like it. I just, there's things that I can't vibe with. Uh, But you look at that on its own, right? If it was just an anime, compare that premise to like the 80 fucking. harem shows or the 80 fucking isekais or the 80 fucking uh uh in a in a in a setting with made up term where special groups called made up terms that are uh young people with special powers have to fight made up term a bunch of giant monsters in this fictional setting uh this girl and this guy uh will unlock the truth and the conspiracy behind the made up term you Mm -hmm. know the ocean of that And where did that cool premise come from? Manga. Then you have something like No Guns Life. They had an anime of that recently. That's fucking cool as shit. Where did that come from? Manga. Are you you familiar with No
1: Guns Life? I'm not.
2: It's a uh, future noir show of a guy that is in a sort of world of cybernetics. A guy wakes up, doesn't know how he got there, and all of a sudden now he has a gun for a head. And his memories are gone All he knows is that somebody did something to him and basically gave him a gun for a head, and he has guns in his hands. Cool. And he basically gets swept up into this whole thing of like this conspiracy of why he ended up like this um, and trying to find out what happened to him and all this stuff. And then he like uh, pals around with this girl that he needs a friend because someone has to shoot the gun he has because the gun he has for (laughs) a head has a trigger on the back of his head. So she's the one that fires his head. Um hot and it's great. It has a great atmosphere to it. The art of the original manga is fantastic. The whole I remember people were showing passing around the pages where he like gun punches a fucking train and it looked gorgeous. And it's it's great. That's another
1: thing, is like the quality of manga's been going up the fucking rails, especially like the past like I said like the past ten years too. Like holy shit, it's like mind blowing what these artists are doing and it's like every specific deal. I feel like one of the best things that Berserk ever influenced was art in manga. Yeah, I think like... I think
2: it actually wasn't so much Berserk because Berserk's been around for a while. Berserk was around during the age of simplistic anime girls in manga. Like the even like you look at what Naruto's art became and then how prevalent that simplistic, very almost lazy look was. Mm-hmm. Berserk was around back then. I think what really did it was one punch man. I think oh, one yeah. punch man. Because that was so mainstream and had such Yusuke Murata's amazing fucking art was like with Miura gone now, Murata is the greatest living comic artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I think that raised the bar, and a lot of people learned from that, like the way he depicted action. Because Miura's always existed in this realm, I think, where he didn't really inspire people because people almost resigned themselves, thinking I'll never be that good. Like it, there's no point in trying to achieve that. Because that's so beyond all of us. Don't even worry about it. You're never going to be as good as Miura, so don't even worry about it. I think Murata coming along and also having art of that level and being able to depict things that were like... Because Berserk was always also very mature. So if you were a shonen artist, let's say, you probably weren't going to try to achieve, achieve Murata. Uh, Miura, I mean. Uh, but Murata, he was... This is like a more mainstream thing. This is like kind of shonen. And he's got stuff like this. So now, this guy is your competition. Miura is like another world. But then here's somebody uh, comparable to Miura that just came into your world. And that, I think, stepped it up. Because now everyone's like, oh, well, look at how this guy's doing action. It's way better than our action. Well, this guy's doing just, just shots of these like superhero-looking things that kids love. He's kicking our ass in that. So and that, that, I think, uh, drove a lot of artists. because. Uh, a lot of manga artists sort of follow the leader because a lot of that simplistic anime look came from, like, Rumiko Takahashi, for instance. So she, her manga blew up. And then you see, like, all the cute-looking manga that came out of her after that. Because like, of Yurasei trying- Yatsura. <laughs> yeah. And you look at, like, how many people tried to have that simplistic, cute look. And then you had, like, all the people influenced by Akira Toriyama. And all the pe- Look at all the people influenced by Fist of the North Star. Um, so I think, uh, it was Yusuke Murata coming in that goosed the manga, the entire industry. Cause now everybody's got to step their art game up because that shit's out there and that's big and it's competing with you because it's, again, Berserk was not your competition. Berserk was like an omnipresent uh, figure in the industry. You didn't have to worry about Berserk stepping on your toes. You could, you had your place. He had his now here comes this high-level art taking your place. And that was another reason to love Yusuke Murata, because that motherfucker came in and raised the bar that now everybody has to get up there, and that's why we're getting so much good manga art now. Mm-hmm. Because you have to. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're now competing with that guy. And it's great. It's fucking great. I think we're, we're seeing a simultaneous manga renaissance and this... As... As are the Western comics industry languishes, rip. Yeah, you have this manga renaissance at the same time, and I think the fact that they're both happening at the same time is part of why manga is just kicking Western comics ass. Because it it would be just yeah, manga is doing better, but the, the 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 fact that there is such a disparity in the numbers, I think, is because of like the simultaneous
1: the quality is like, rena- just not there in like Western comics anymore. And they're well, kind of boring and predictable too.
2: Well, that's with why you got to go Manga is
1: like different.
2: I think also more people need to support Western indie comics because that's where a lot of the uh, a lot of the new ideas are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think a lot of people are afraid to support them because it's it, with with a lot of the manga stuff they're they're by a publisher, so there's some someone vetted this to make you think that this might be worth reading, right? Yeah,
1: there, w-
2: there was some kind of stamp of approval from somebody with indie comics. Nobody read this before. You have no idea whether this is going to be any good or not. None. You have to take a risk. People generally don't like that. They don't like to... And I kind of get it. Because you don't want to have your time wasted.
1: And your money wasted, most importantly.
2: Yeah. But I think I think more people have to start giving indie comics more. Of the, and I'm not just saying this because I do comics.
1: Oh, Mister Indie Comic Person is telling us to give him money. I see. Well, I mean, even I mean, the
0: smaller to- publishers like Boom Studios—they're doing great stuff with Power Rangers. I mean, the Lord
2: Dracon saga—that was incredible. Yeah. Like even if you even if you're too scared to get like the the crowdfunding stuff, right? Just try the little publishers or like the I I, I talked about the like, site. Um, because I got picked up by a, a small publisher and they told me about this site that I should uh, start putting myself on. It's called Crypto Comics. They're just starting out, they're on beta right now. And I think like, a lot of people should check this. There's a lot of good stuff on there that you could just, you could just try it out. You could just read it, see if you like it. And uh, that's what a lot of indie stuff is on there. And you could just, because the, they're doing a whole new model with crypto and blockchain where it's giving digital comics the kind of value that print comics do because the comics themselves are on a blockchain. So, like, say you sell, like, you can't duplicate, if you duplicate it, it's not the same comic that's on the blockchain. And you can sell the comic on Crypto Comics, and that comic has value because it has transactional, you know, a record of transactions and a certain amount of comics on this blockchain. So they're using blockchain to basically give value to digital comics. And they have a thing right now where you can, you can just not, you can read it on the site. You don't have to buy it. Uh, but you could buy a copy of these comics and then they appreciate value. Like a regular comic would. But this is a great way. There's a lot of indie publishers on there. It's a great way to just try stuff out. Um, so I would recommend if you really want to just take a look at like, stuff you've never heard of to see if it's any good, go to CryptoComics. Is uh, this? Uh, that's one way that you can dip into the indie scene. There's a lot of indie stuff that is <coughs> kind of derivative, but it's it's more derivative in that this is what inspired this artist. This is what inspired this writer. Like this guy really liked this kind of thing, and he wants to make his own. And there's some neat ideas in a lot of this stuff. And again, these are a lot of small publishers, so this might help you find something that you like a a publisher that oh this this is a good stamp of quality if these people put it out you know and that's ultimately Um, how to
0: save the industry is that you have to support people that are doing great things because the people that aren't doing great things will look at the people doing great things and say i want to be that i want to do that and slowly but surely all of these major publishers will start moving away from the slop they're producing now and start looking towards these indie creators and trying to match their quality, try to match their talent. And I mean, they won't succeed, but at least it'll move the industry in a positive direction closer to that of what's going on in Japan.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think that's how you save this industry, is just we have to start looking. Because people are making good shit in the West, but it's not under a banner. It's not DC. It's not Marvel. Your, your favorite superheroes are dead. The, f- the sooner you accept that, the sooner you can move on. And if you wanna just stick to the Japanese stuff, okay. Uh, but the West is making some good shit. And I would definitely recommend people like check it out. Go to like the Indiegogo right now. Just check they have a whole comic section. You could just check out what they got. Check out the pitches. They usually these things will show sample pages. And you could tell from the sample pages, uh, whether or not it looks like you're 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 counting kind of a cup of tea. And there's all kinds of crazy different stuff on there. Like stuff that's nothing like what you would think. Or like stuff that's more of a high concept, or stuff that has like crazy artwork. There's stuff that doesn't look professional at all, and I wouldn't recommend anybody give it money. But you don't have to. You can just look. You could just go, or you can go to Crypto Comics and just thumb through some comics and see what you like. But there's like all kinds of stuff that I think, I, I, if if you, if if Western comics are going to be saved, people are going to have to uh, go I into have new to horizons. Save the work.
1: West, earn <laughs> comics. <laughs> By making <laughs> white babies to save the Western <laughs> comics. <laughs> <laughs> we got to reclaim it off. from the Japanese. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I... Jokes aside, I think, like... There's a lot to save with the Western comics. There's a lot worth having there. And I... I'm, look, I'm all for using manga to dunk on Marvel and DC and all that crap. And, and, and the Western comic. Certainly like, they've earned the, it. Yes, Definitely. And uh, I get a Schadenfreude giggle every time I see, like uh, that, uh, was it like Demon Slayer has outsold everything Marvel and DC has put out combined. <laughs> like that's what you like Joker clip meme. You get what you fucking deserve.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but I I don't want to see because I know people get caught up in a good fight, and I don't want to see like the entire Western comics market just get teabagged on because everybody's like enjoying the wee brush when there's so much good shit out there by so many good authors that like it would just be a damn shame and again I'm saying this having nothing full disclosure yes I make comics I'm not even talking about mine as much as I think I'm very good at it I'm not talking about mine Um, I I just off the top of my head think of some stuff that I saw on Indiegogo like I don't want to see that die because everybody wants to dunk on Western comics. I don't want to. I think. Yeah, I think of some things I've seen on Crypto Comics that looks cool as shit. I don't want to see that die. And there's like Western comics I would like to see come back. I I, I want to see like uh, some of the smaller stuff in the West succeed. I mean, look at Invincible, right? I mean, that's ended, but Robert Kirkman has made some good shit. We have some good shit in the West. He, perhaps he will make good shit again. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's still writing "Walking Dead" or if he's done or what he's doing. But I would like to see another Robert Kirkman come up and make something like that. I would like to see more people like that. And it's kind of on us, like the consumer, to do that, to allow that to happen, because you look at Invincible, and even if you don't like the show, let me tell you, the comic is so much better than the show. It's not even funny.)
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it's so good. And we, uh, yes, more please. I see something like that. Some of the really good Western comics, I say more please. Or like one thing that the West has over Japan, when we do a comic adaptation of a game, we have so many better fucking things. Because like they do like very cashed out manga adaptations for when like a game comes out. It's like very like punch clock kind of thing. Like, oh, here's... Here's the first level. Continue the... Continue it's adventures. a generic fighting oh, yeah. game. Yeah. Or, like, like... Look, how look. there's a lot to make fun of it, but you can't deny that fucking Sonic the Hedgehog comic went places... I knew
0: you were going to go there, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It had its Man.
0: own life completely separate from the game.
2: Yeah. Like
1: I heard. I like, like, a lot of the Sonic fans love the comics.
2: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, like, both ways in the comic... Because the comic has ups and downs. It has some ridiculous shit, and it has some really cool shit. It has some cool shit that my friends and I will still laugh about and enjoy like how great that was to this day. The comic version of Dr. Eggman is one of the best fucking comic villains I've ever seen. Uh, but, but then it had like the Ken Penders shit. We all know about the Ken Penders shit. Yeah. I,
1: and, like, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm out of the club. There could be an entire
0: uh, episode of this show just dedicated to talking about that.
1: Sonic Ken, comics?
2: Or the no, Ken Penders. Just Ken Penders.
1: See,
2: see uh, Ken Penders, he was like the head writer of the Sonic comics for a while. And he is a uh, crazy person. Um, with <laughs> some clear... Um, obvious... I, I, how, how does one describe Ken Penders? I don't know if he... He's beyond description. He, he is a thing that should not be. He is written only in the pages of the Necronomicon. You can't wrap your brain <laughs> around Ken Penders. Uh... But he's a fucking weirdo and he did some really fucking weird shit in that Tonic comic.
1: Nothing pervy, uh, right?
2: Kinda pervy? Kinda. Oh. I mean, oh. he had like he had like shit that that wasn't in the comic. I don't know if he actually wanted to be in there, but it was in or it was in his headcanon. Like the whole Princess Sally. was it? Princess Sally lost her virginity to was that guy, Joffrey?
1: Wait. Wait, that's, a, In his that's head. a canon thing that In Sonic characters fuck? <laughs> In his head.
2: In his head. Remember, he was the lead writer. So it depends on how you take it, because he was fired and replaced with a much better writer, Ian Flynn. <laughs> Ian Flynn's kind of a D bag, but the guy can write, he can write a good story. At least when it comes to, you know, at video games. Because he wrote, he did the Mega Man comic Archie had for a while. The Mega Man comic was the tits. And I am so mad that it was canceled because I fucking love Mega Man. It's just my jam. And that comic was amazing. And I wanted more of it. And it just ended. I'm not over it. I was hardcore but,
0: into Mega Man around the time that the uh, Bob and George comic became popular.
2: Yeah, I grew up with Mega Man. I grew up with Mega Man to the point where... I played Mega Man 2 when I was so young, I do not have memories of playing it for the first time. I've played Mega Man longer than my brain has retained memories. So, that's, I, I fucking love this series. So, like, the Mega Man comics, like, oh, yes, this is a comic adaptation of Mega Man. Mwah! Yes! So, like, the West kicks Japan's ass with comic, comic adaptations of, like, uh, to like video games. Like I would love to see um, Super Mario Brothers comic. That thing would be fun as hell. I can just.
1: Like, <laughs> we so we, we were can. getting a movie on that by by um, yeah. what's their face? Um, uh,
2: uh, uh, movie adaptations a little less so in terms of their quality.
1: What what is um fuck? I'm I'm trying to remember off the top. Illumination.
2: It? Illumination,
1: yeah, yeah, them. They're very generic, like haha ha, We don't go like really too far. Where we just do generic, like funny comedy, m- you know, family comedy movies. That's yeah. it.
2: Like, there's a lot of areas that we kick the Wests at. I mean, I'll kick the West. The West. We kicks-
1: kick our own ass. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, we've been kicking our own ass lately. Uh, where the West <laughs> kicks Japan's ass. And I feel like if if we're gonna let that blossom, we gotta let that blossom. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. anyone listen to this? Once you're done, you know what? Head on over to Indiegogo and Crypto Comics. Just look for something cool. I guarantee you'll find it. And then maybe think, when you do find it, what else did you miss when you weren't looking at Indiegogo or Crypto Comics for something cool? Something that was there that you don't know about, that you would have thought was the shit. But you don't know, because you were so busy just reading manga and dancing on Western Comics' grave that there's this whole scene that I would love to see blow up. I would love to see the rise of the indie comic, and I think we're like the 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 ingredients are there, right? Invincible, the TV show is blowing up. Well,
1: a lot of it on webtoons. I know I like a lot of the Zoomers and younger kids. They like they loved webtoons and all that, and keeping up with like maybe like young twenty something artists on there. because webtoons is completely free, right? Yeah, but they like love that, that shit.
2: Yeah, that kind of thing too. And like, I think something from webtoons even got an anime adaptation. So like, whoa. I think it was—I think that's Tower of God show. It's from a webtoon. So like, you the ingredients are there, right? Everything's in place. People just gotta make that leap. You gotta do it. And if there's any takeaway you get from this episode, is we've talked about a lot of shit. That's the thing to take away: is there is still hope for Western comics, but you gotta make it happen.
1: Also, don't F- be a depressed coomer.
2: Yes, don't be yes. a depressed coomer. <laughs> Real women are awesome. Let me tell you. They mm-hmm. are awesome. Just don't be weird. Uh, and, and, and recognize when they're weird. Because real women are awesome until you stick your dick in crazy. Don't stick your dick in crazy. It doesn't matter how but lonely it, you it, are.
1: That's, that's a whole other discussion. We can yeah. get into desperation while yeah, you get don't, to settle for less.
2: Yeah, don't be that. Because I know a lot of people are like, look, 2D is better than 3D. Because she might she might get on you for... You
1: might cut your or, cock off.
2: Or, or like, oh, I didn't consent to that. Know the signs. And if you know the signs, women are awesome. Uh, but that and then support indie comics, there's so much good shit out, because that's basically just manga. It's the same thing. It's a creator-owned, creator-driven story. It's mm-hmm. the same goddamn thing. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Indie comics are, ba- are the, like the same root as manga. Manga is just... Uh, it's, it's like an alternate... Re- Japan's in an alternate reality where indie comics became the big thing. It wasn't cape comics. It wasn't these um, corporate-driven superhero comics that go on forever and no one can ever die. It's individual stories written by an author who has full control over the story, over the character. Except for like, the editor will tell them, you know, hey, don't do this. You know, take a little this way, that way. But in general, it's this person's baby. Like... Dragon Ball was not written by 20 writers. that came in at different arcs. and uh, No, it was written by Akira Toriyama who did what the fuck he wanted to do. And that's what indie comics are. That is exactly what they are. It's written by this one guy who does what he wants to do. That's so pretty based man-
1: Red Pill. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So if so- dig manga, check out indie comics.
0: Yeah, so we look to how Japan does it essentially to save... Western comics, rather than just abandoning them altogether just because the Japanese the are doing it better.
1: The is shit right now, yeah. Exactly. Yes, exactly.
2: I, think that's, I feel like that's the direction things are going to go, right? I, I mean, it's like- so
1: much easier to brand yourself and make your own shit, especially with the internet because that's the way to go, honestly. It's not be like, please, Senpai Corporation, notice me giving money. It's like having a cult-like personality on the internet and then growing a fan base through that, whatever your creation is. Yeah. Plus, it's free to do it.
2: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. And hell, if you've got an idea out there, uh, fucking go for it. If you you can't draw, hire some of this. Do you know how many artists out there that would fucking kill for a regular paying gig?
1: Or, like, holy shit, like, people, like, making their own animations. Like, look at fucking Hell of a Boss and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's so many things you can do whenever you just get a group of creatives together and you make an... Make something fantastic. Like there's yeah. so many things you could do, as long as you're paying the money, obviously. But like it's as long as you have the funds, or you have people willing to help the, you to put the hard work in. There's so many things you can do that just self advertise.
2: Yeah, and and look where they're at now. Look at how many uh, famous indie artists are getting their own project. Smiling Friends got gl- greenlit for Adult Swim. Yeah, Fucking finally. Newgrounds Boys are making it. You mm-hmm. got Friday Night Funkin' blowing up. In indie. Div- Indie creators in all these fields finally starting to realize we're finally starting to see. Because I think what happened is in the West, we got a little too comfortable with big companies that just churn out products for us. We didn't plan, boring,
1: predictable product.
2: Even there was a time when they weren't, right?
1: One of the most profound things Jay from like, you know, Red Letter Media says was just keep your mouth shut, just keep consuming products and don't yeah. question product because well, that, that's,
2: that's what it led to, because we used to have a time when these big studios would pick up some kind of showrunner that had an idea, and they might fight him, but the showrunner would put out something good. Not all the time, obviously, but it would happen enough. The showrunner would put out something good, and then we would accept it, and then that's just sort of what we got used to was products coming from corporations. Uh, I mean, look at The Simpsons, right? That's Fox. That's a big, it's a big old corporation that makes all these other shows. Um, and I'm talking about old Simpsons, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, you look at all these other shows that we We dug and (laughs) you look at all the other shows and products that we dug and it all come from a big ass fucking corporation that just picked up some creative. The creative did not have to, to strike out on their own. Someone came along and did it for them. And we got too comfortable with that. And then the companies just started to screw us and push their own weird culty shit. And now it's like, well, all our entertainment is dead. What do we have now? Every big corporation that makes entertainment is shoving some message or, or ideology down our throat. We don't have escapism anymore. Well, that's because before we realized it, we were letting all our escapism come from co- big corporations. We weren't getting escapism from, from any kind of small or, or localized. Uh, source. Occasionally you would get an indie comic or something like that. Occasionally something independent would blow up, but largely it was these big companies. And then all the big companies turned on us and we have nothing now, so we're going to another country for it. So I think we're going to have to start realizing that we're going to... We, we got too comfortable. We got too complacent. We just sat back and let the big, the big TV companies and big movie companies just throw shit at us. I mean, you think of any major movie that's like, oh, this is a cinematic achievement. Look at how many of them are independent films? How many of them came from a big studio? You know, So I think now we've sort of, we, we let these big companies get too much of a of a stranglehold on all of our escapism. And I think it's time, I don't know, I, I feel like we're going to realize this. I would just prefer we do it sooner rather than later so that I can have some more fucking things to watch and read. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to have to realize that we gotta, we gotta get off that. We gotta get off the, uh, let let go of the big company training wheels. Get off the corporate teat, and just start giving people a chance. Start looking for something. Uh, it's, entertainment is basically like the problem the internet has now of it being too centralized. That's the problem the entertainment industry's had for too long. Everything's been too centralized, and we have to start like, what's what's that comic over there? What's that thing over there? And then. As, as these artists build up something new, like, uh, look, I don't like Vivzy Poff's stuff. Or the, or the, I don't know her real name. I forget her real name. I don't like her stuff, but I like that she puts effort into it, and mm-hmm. I like what she did. I, I don't enjoy uh, her... her. Odd topic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't enjoy her work, but I'm happy for her, and I'd like to see more stuff like that, and I'm glad she did it. I'm glad she got um, that has-been hotel thing. I'm glad she got this stuff because she worked for it. She made something. That's what I want to see more of. I'm glad that the Smiling Friends guys, I'm glad these Newgrounds creators are blowing up because they absolutely deserve to. They've put in the work and they're, they're doing something that's their something. And that's mm-hmm. what we need to see more of. And I guess that's, but, my little, that's my little final closing statement. Support independent creators.
1: Yeah, I think it's, speaking of getting off, I think we need a. I think we've. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think this was a good podcast. How about you, Gator?
0: I definitely think so. We covered a lot of different topics. From it was the was supposed degeneracy. to be about
1: Toonami. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of my idea. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll just talk about like you know our experiences with like tsunami, and I guess we actually did kind of go into that, talking a little bit yeah. about how Funimation used to be like really on the ball, even when they were changing stuff, they were changing stuff for the better. And how everything just kind of the when the paradigm shifted 2016, everything shifted with it, including the dubbing. I yeah.
1: feel like we could like maybe do like a whole like history of tsunami though, like maybe later. Like get a little like pull it points, like, okay, this tsunami thing, this tsunami thing, this tsunami thing, and it's kind of like, I don't know, mumble on whatever.
0: Especially when you talk about like the, the rise of the popularity of the anime scene we talked a lot about like the anime scene and and kind of its uh inflection points its growth points and and things where where it just started to shift into a really weird subculture uh you know you could really track the growth of toonami and like the different anime that were present on the block kind of and Mm -hmm. kind of show how these particular anime shifted the community yeah or yeah, yeah Adult swim
2: I remember the time Adult Swim was the greatest shit in the world. It was like, oh, finally! It's what I always wanted. Cartoon Network's gonna show like you know the uh, quote-unquote adult-oriented stuff. You know, it's not not just like you're trying to scrape some of it from *Toonami* or something. Like with with like oh, it's it cool anime, but they clearly cut out the blood and tits. Like finally, <laughs> finally, you know. And it, it was the greatest shit in the world, and then just kind of became this weird we we suck off Tim and Eric, look how weird everything we make is. Everything
1: became shit when IRL was, like, the main thing. And I do like, um, I do like some of it. I like Eric Andre. Alright. Um, there's certain bits and pieces I like, but, like, I don't know. I think that Tim and Eric's probably, like, super fucking overhyped. I've never really understood the humor. Didn't you get, you get Tim
2: and Eric's humor. I like Tim and Eric, but I like it because y- you get the humor more if you know where it's coming from. And if you've ever seen that awkward, like, uh, like public access types tv and shit like that or these mm-hmm. old like um if you if anybody's familiar with everything is terrible yeah i don't know if you any know what that is but uh if you're familiar with that kind of stuff that's what tim and eric's really coming from and i i, I here's the thing, i think tim and eric are very funny or they were they've clearly exhausted their their comedy pool and they're done
1: mm-hmm.
2: but uh they were very funny but i don't think adult swim should have uh based its entire identity gone all enough, in I- on tim and eric shows yeah and
1: everything was everything was based around tim and eric and that kind of like tell random sense of humor
2: it's like trying to trying to capture that random awkwardness but not getting it because tim and eric wasn't random it was that it it was that amateurishness awkwardness you know that they tried to capture
1: you know who's great at that though red letter media they do yeah, it so they good do,
2: they do it very differently though. Red Letter Media is more like bad movies when they when they try to capture that, like they did with Space Cop.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like they're they're going more like like just direct awkward to dialogue shitty. and awkward
1: yeah. clearly not comfortable being there.
2: Yeah, Tim and Eric was more like if you've ever seen that, I'm the best man. I did it like weird videos like that, like those this like these strange artifacts that you find that's just the most awkward shit, like almost like cursed videos, the like mm-hmm. cursed media. And that's what Tim and Eric was sort of like their inspiration. And I think that's one of the reasons they ran out of steam, is that you can only do that joke for so long. But the problem was that Adult Swim just like liked them so much. And they just you know that scene in South Park where they were mocking boy bands where the girls got to be backstage with the band, and as soon as the band came out, all the little girls just went and her mouth just popped open. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, a exactly. giant tingle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, with that joke. That's what Adult Swim did with Tim and Eric. Just all their mouths just popped open like a blow up doll just, uh for Tim and Eric. And it just that's what turned Adult Swim to shit. Cause that's why we lost World Peace. That's why we lost million dollars. Million stream, dollar stream, yeah. Cause Tim because yeah.
0: fucking Tim Heidecker had a fucking conniption at Sam Hyde.
2: Yeah, but I, I, clearly it was. I mean, let's be real. I like Tim and Eric. But Sam Hyde and MDE do that strange, awkward humor way better. better Mm
1: -hmm. Because,
2: like, Tim and Eric is derivative of the kind of thing that I said that they're inspired by, and that's fine. But MDE is like taking it to it's like they've ascended past that. They've ascended past the cursed videos into some. They've like. Sam Hyde has tapped in to the.
1: Surre- it's the- like surrealist art, almost.
2: Yeah, like the the, the fucking the, the. It's like the it's a- based
1: in reality, but it's so far like in its own like sphere where it's like it's recognizable yeah. of like this is what it's supposed to represent, but it's its own kind of sense of humor, and its own piece of art. It's, Sam it's Hyde has
0: tapped birth. into the akashic records of social awkwardness and
2: comedy. Yes, that is the basically what I'm looking for. Is he he went further beyond into like the depths and the origins of this bizarre, like surreal comedy, and found like the deeper wellspring and tapped into that. Whereas Tim and also, Eric like, tapped into a lot something more it, aesthetically.
1: It's more like a lot of it. His messaging too is just like because he, he ultimately it's all like comedian. He's all bullshit, but it's like it's based on his like knowledge of the earth and how people interact with each other. It's like the whole early and often thing. That's like a very fucking real message that he's trying to bring out to people. Like, you know, you should like make fun of these social degenerates so they don't do something really chaotic later in life. Much like how Cody's trying to interact with people. Don't be a social (laughs) degenerate. You might be like Mr. Anime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, All right. I think I I really do have to start getting ready and go. Um, So I think that we should... uh, I, I had fun with this podcast. Yep. How about you,
2: guys? I, I had a good time. I'm glad you had me on.
1: Mm-hmm. It was
0: it was a lot of fun. The great first episode for the Anime Boomer podcast. We're going to be working on this uh, probably once or twice a month, kind of starting out. And we'll see where it goes from there. You know, as people's schedules kind of... We're trying to work around a bunch of different things. So we recorded this episode on a Friday afternoon. So, you know, for now... I think the episodes are going to be recorded, but maybe there'll be some live streams and stuff coming down the tube at some point. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff to work on. I you know, I'm recording the video of this, but there's not really much to really see because you know we're still working on things like logos and all that. So I just used the good old Gator Time set, even though it's not really a Gator Time. I want but, a know,
1: spaceship. Yeah, we, <laughs> I, we're gonna have to get
0: a we're gonna have to get a spaceship, I guess, and maybe like a gun a Gundam in the. Uh, just the a tsunami-looking
2: set, and that'll, that'll Yeah,
1: that'd be fucking cool.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I could be a robot. Spooky can be like a. And a, we're all
1: pulling like Monster Energy drinks. That'd be fucking cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: that would be pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like this already. I like this already. I want to thank you guys okay. for tuning in. I want to thank Cody from Anime Outsiders for being on the show.
1: Yay! And also mm-hmm. want to I thank know,
0: Spooky we- Weep Trash for. Uh, for co-hosting, coming with up with the
1: whole idea, essentially, yeah, and coming up with the
0: whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, um,
1: I just, I just need to get my like, you know, my boomer microaggressions out and talk shit. But remember when things were fun and nostalgic? Oh, it's no, it's not that anymore. Huh? So I need to get a bunch of like mid twenties to late thirties to get around and just agree with me. And just be like, just bitch for like an hour and a half. That's <laughs> that's fun to me.
2: Yeah, I, I. I had a good time. Um, this is really cool. I'll I'll definitely pr- come back on again if you guys ask me if uh, if you know my, my schedule works out. But most of the time it should. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is there any uh, plugs we're doing before we go? Or
1: my butthole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> go
0: ahead, go ahead and uh, talk about anything you want to talk about. Really.
1: Right.
2: Um, well, I plugged crypto comics. Uh, the only thing I really have to plug uh, was Anime Outsiders, animeoutsiders.com. Um We're kind of in a, I should say, a break from new content for a little while. Um, we just had nothing to write about. So if you want to catch up on all our bullshit, this is the perfect time while we're on this sort of uh, little sort of lull. Uh, check out we—it's—we got re- reviews and articles that aren't cringy and embarrassing, and you know stuff. If you genuinely want to know what's a good show and that's a good show and not just because it pushes some otaku nerd buttons check out our reviews i stand by our reviews we got the best reviews i'm gonna go, i'm gonna go full trump on this we got the best reviews We got Nobody's the best got reviews, reviews.
1: <laughs> no one yeah. can ever step on our reviews yeah.
2: no, no 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 other anime site's got reviews as trustworthy as ao's reviews we got the best reviews
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and uh, if you're looking for like a little more of a saturday morning cartoon kind of thing you check out my comic cloud scratcher cloudscratcher.com uh don't be scared by the animal people there's no sex in it it's just Fun action adventures for all ages.
1: Uh and uh yeah, that's about it.
2: All right, and go ahead, uh,
1: Spooky. I'm I'm Spooky web Trash. Ooh, I haven't touched my channel in months just because I'm working on other projects. I've hinted at them. Uh the best place to get in contact with me is at Spooky Web Trash, my friendo, my friend Spooky Web Trash S S P O O K Y W E B. To keep well, all up to date with all my bullshit. Um, I guess, I don't know, follow my Instagram if you want to see titties. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Same name.
0: (laughs) That's a good plug.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. And you can find me, Gator, twitter.com slash the Gator Gamer, youtube.com slash the Gator Gamer, trovo.live slash the Gator Gamer for when I actually do a Gator time or a gaming stream or anything of that sort. I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We hope to record many more. Talking shit about the anime community and I guess things tangentially related to anime. So we've been kind of rambling on Nos- nostalgia about-
1: posting too. You know, mm-hmm. also
0: that. Yeah. Nostalgia posting is important because it is a boomer themed podcast reminiscing about the good old days. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye bye.